0: very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for june 22nd 2022 i am your host jd from new york as always walking through the forbidden door on wednesday night tonight my co-host on wednesdays jesse what is going on man that much brother how you feel man i'm feeling good man i'm feeling uh i'm feeling very excited about this show on Sunday night, man. I know a lot of people were very, very concerned for a uh, forbidden door's card. But listen, man, TK never lets us down. TK no. always has a backup plan, bro. And this card is looking absolutely tremendous, even though the roster and pro wrestling in general, it's just not an AEW problem. Injuries plaguing every roster, man. So we got a great show coming up. Yeah. I wonder if, um, I want, no. Uh, I'll wait till we get to it, but
1: yeah, man, it, it, it seems like whenever we, we, we think that, you know, we, we don't have this or don't have that or injury this or might not have this. I mean, that's the benefit
0: of having that, that roster that everybody complained about that was, you know, too bloated. Well, you mean you, you mean there are people online, on social media, on Twitter still complaining about this tremendous car because it doesn't fit their fucking every need and every whim? I mean...
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, man, I went to social media, and yeah, I found people complaining. <laughs> and, I mean, it is it is the weirdest thing, man. It is the weirdest thing. Oh, my thing.
0: God, man. You guys got to get your priorities straight, man. You're going to complain about what Tony Khan's putting on TV Sunday night, but you have no fucking complaints about what you saw on Monday night, right? Come on now. There are things that we should be complaining about and not be complaining about. This is not one of them, Jesse, on Sunday night. No, nah, nah, no worries at
1: all, man. I, I'm I'm seriously I'm seriously thinking that um, that the Brian news hit, and I think TK made a special phone call overseas and uh, got
0: somebody to forget about his pregnant wife, man. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's not. I don't think that's the only person that he fucking called uh, in light of all these injuries. We might as well start with that. That's the big thing going into tonight's show. The status of Brian Danielson, arguably the best pro wrestler in the world right now. Up for debate. I'm not gonna fucking criticize you if you don't think so. But uh, Brian Danielson is uh, is one of the best part wrestlers on the face of the earth. Injured Jesse, and we're looking at an AEW roster right now. It's amazing, man. This is this is fucking just out of this world crazy. We got Punk on the DL. We got Brian on the DL. We got Adam Cole who was on the DL up until tonight, and Kenny Omega on the DL. Buddy Matthews is yeah. on the DL. Uh, there were a, a couple of other names that I, are not coming to me right now. But but Punk, Brian, and Omega, bro. I mean, if any fucking company has uh, any one of those guys go down, never mind all three, any one of them, they're they're floating up shit's Creek. Tony Khan has these three men off of this show, bro. And this yeah. show is still as tremendous as it is. That's a testament to a lot of what Tony Khan has built, man. And you know, I don't hear Jesse. It's rather quiet over here in these parts, man. I don't hear people complaining about uh the overbloated roster of Tony Khan right now. No. No, no. I'm pretty
1: sure I mean I don't know, but it appears to me that the three guys that are out are taking up the majority of the AEW payroll. Yeah. I mean, the, the these are the guys. These are the top fucking guys and somehow some way this guy TK has still managed to put on and put together a more than adequate Forbidden Door pay-per-view card. Yes. So, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, you know, when Kenny when Kenny went down, when Kenny went down, no fucking worries about it, you know. No worries, man. I mean, we got plenty. We got plenty. Then another went down. No worries. and another went down. No worries. Then Forbidden Door is here. Now I'm sitting there thinking... I think we need Kenny Omega back, man. I don't want to see Forbidden Door go down without Kenny Omega. Yeah. Unfortunately, it will, but we got to see his face on Sunday, right? He has to fucking show up.
0: I I, I do think we see him, yeah.
1: We have, to, we I, I have do, to. I do think we see him. We have to. I was, I was all about Kenny Omega getting his rest and chilling out and everything else, but with Punk and Brian, Okada in the States, we need to see Kenny Omega, man.
0: Yeah, I, I I do think that he is going to show face. Uh, it, it's about that time. I, I don't know the severity of his injury still. I don't know the status of where he is right now as far as him rehabilitating. But I do think that we end up seeing him uh, at some point on Sunday. But as far as a lot of people not getting the, the dream car that they had hoped for, uh, I, I don't know why anybody would, would, would be out there not thinking that this show isn't going to happen again next year. I mean, this is the United Center. It may be the home for this concept for the foreseeable future. It, the, the the whole venue is damn near sold out. Tony Khan's already stated that it's a $1 million plus gate for AEW, the first $1 million gate in AEW history, um, that quickly anyway. So, I mean, this show was already a success for everybody that's fucking shit on it and then shit on Tony Khan for the bloated roster and then shit on AEW because they're not putting together a great card and shit on AEW because they they're not getting the ratings that people are used to. They dipped it to the seven fifties last week. I don't give a shit. I don't right. give a shit. If you worry less about the fucking ratings and the fucking great uh, and worry about more the great show that we got tonight. I, I mean, I don't know where these people's priorities are. Like, look at the talent yeah. that's on this show and why everybody is getting excited about this because this is a once in a lifetime fucking show that Tony Khan's bringing to the forefront with Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah, no, I I sincerely do not care about the ratings. It it, it is it it would be fun to have you know humongous ratings numbers to to be able to add to your bragging rights. Don't get me wrong, but the my only concern about the ratings for AEW is that the networks are happy with the ratings. Yeah, because I don't want my show to end up losing their TV deal. Yeah. Other than that, bro, if the rating was a negative two and the network was screaming, we're happy, we're happy, then, bro, I'm happy. I mean, I just want this show to be able to stay on television. So whatever they're getting, the networks are happy, and they are, from what I, from, from everything I can tell, then I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, that's the way, that's I mean, the way to be. I'm enjoying the television. I mean, I, I really am. I mean, if, if the ratings were through the roof, hitting tens, and the show was not entertaining, I wouldn't give a shit.
0: Yeah, me neither. And I don't also, give a shit. I, I usually get on people's case because uh, they, they always uh, mention, oh, Raw was over of 2 uh, this week. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so where the fuck were they 10, ten years ago? Where did all those, where did all those people go? Uh, Rusty, you, you know Rusty, Jesse. He's actually yeah. uh, at the show tonight. It was in Milwaukee. He's from the yeah. area. Uh, he just texted me that Andrade and Ray Phoenix in the Rampage taping had a unbelievable match. I mean, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> uh, tell me something uh, I don't know. Rusty. Yeah. tell me something the, I don't know. But that's good. Sky is know.
1: blue. Yeah, that's great man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sky is blue. I love my whiskey. Yeah. Tony yeah. Storm yeah. has uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, tell me something I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, man, I, I, I'm seeing that you you enjoyed that that gift
0: I sent you, man. Oof. I'm, I mean,
1: I'm well,
0: surprised you were able to make it to the stream uh, tonight. I don't know. You'd why, be dizzy. Why, why, why? Why? I don't know why you think I wouldn't, man. I mean, what what, what a a great asset Tony uh, Tony Storm is to the company. That thing is a lethal weapon, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, (laughs) look at it. How how can't you not think it's a lethal weapon? Anyway, we're not here to talk about Tony Storm's lethal weapon. Uh, Brian Danielson. No, I wish I could. I'm not not as lucky as Juice Robinson, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Listen, Brian Danielson started the show tonight. Um, He's out there. He looks great. Sounds great. He's moving great. Uh, I'm going to assume that the injury is not as bad as people are making it out to be. He even said so. He will be back. Uh, it's just a bump in the road. So he's talking about two of the greatest pro wrestling companies in the world. That is AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So next week, Dynamite fans will see nearly the opposite. The spectacle that is blood and guts. So fans are chanting blood and guts, blood and guts. I can't wait for blood and guts myself. Danielson said he's glad they are as excited as he is about violence. Everybody loves some violence. So Danielson said he's expected or was expected to be a part of both of these shows, Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. He says he was excited to prove Chris Jericho wrong when he claimed he's a better technical wrestler than he is. He said he also wanted to crush his trachea. He said he has some good news and some bad news. He said the bad news is that Because of what Chris Jericho and Jake Hager did to him last month, he isn't cleared to compete either at Forbidden Door or Blood and Guts. Fans were very visibly upset about this. Danielson said if you're concerned about his health, his mind is working at 100% capacity. He says he can run two miles and not break a sweat, and he can read 500 words a minute. So don't worry about me coming back. I think that's all we need to know about Brian and him coming back. He'll be fine. He listed his prior injuries, and then he got worked up. He got a little bit more intense and said there's not another wrestler on this planet who can wrestle at his level. He talks about Zack Sabre Jr., Jesse, and I love the fact, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, uh, and uh, kudos to whoever uh, had Brian go out there and add this little tidbit. Chris Jericho paid Zack Sabre Jr. to wrestle Brian Danielson at the Forbidden Door. Now, I don't know if that was the storyline going into this or if it was just tonight to kind of make... Uh, Make all of this a seamless transition, but I really appreciate that aspect being thrown in there. That Jericho tried to go enlist Zack Sabre Jr. in New Japan to try and take him out even further before Blood and Guts. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this is
1: this is how I, I this is why I'm not worried about Brian's injury because he's come out before and had to deliver, you know, devastating fucking news about his, his status. Yes, and this wasn't that. No. There was, there was plenty of kayfabe in here. Yep. There was plenty of bounce in his voice and everything else. He's come out and had to deliver a, a painful truth before, so we know what it would be like, and this wasn't it. It's a bump. Um, Forbidden Door and All Out are fairly close together, guys, so that's why he's out for both. And if it was a serious concern, I, I don't think he would have came out and sugarcoated this shit.
0: No. I'm wondering now what was the spot inside that match that... Uh... That our arena mayhem match that uh got Brian hurt. I'm wondering what it could have been. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it just could it also could have been uh, um that spot with the just, leg.
1: Well, not, I don't know about the leg spot because he did go a little bit after that, but just just injuries catching up to him. Maybe yep. he just needs to settle down and chill out his 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 uh, neck and everything else and just, you know recoup for a few months. Maybe that may maybe that's just what the doctors are telling them to do right now. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. We're all speculating right now, but it could be a combination of things. It could have been one spot. You know, maybe we'll find out a little bit later. We just found out this news a couple of hours
0: ago. So let's see. So he talks about Eddie Kingston and he said that Eddie Kingston thinks he is a judgmental prick. And he says, you better believe I am. Damn right I am. <laughs> he says he has really high standards I mean, I think everybody should have really high standards. The only people that I don't think have high standards are the people that watch Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown on Monday and Friday. They're they're content with mediocrity. Brian Danielson is not someone that is content with mediocrity. I like that. So he promises when he promises something, he is going to deliver it and it's going to be amazing. He says he has found the one person he trusts to take his place at Forbidden Door and take his place at Blood and Guts. There was a I guess uh, uh, this—I I don't know how to put it—but there was this like, "Oh, who is it going to be? Is he going to come out tonight uh, inside yes. the arena tonight?" So the the crowd was buzzing. Who could it be? Who could it be? And- it was—it was, it was like there was some
1: faint chants,
0: yeah, you know, separated
1: throughout the crowd. And Brian gave him a minute to see if they all came together, yeah. and they did not.
0: Yeah, there was like this this buzz that you heard in the audience tonight, but nothing really came of that. Um, So the crowd got a little excited here. Danielson said he knows he will take Zack Sabre Jr. to the limit on a technical level and then give a beating to Chris Jericho inside the Blood and Guts match. He said everyone will be astounded at what this man does in AEW. So whoever it is, is now going to be contracted to AEW. That's what I got out of this. And the fans started chanting, who? They did the New Day, who? Who? So Brian said he came out of the bad guy tunnel. Now, th- this is what really got me. I don't think he's a bad guy, but the fact that he came out of the bad guy tunnel, I think he used that as an excuse to not tell everybody who it is. Mm-hmm. But he's not a bad guy. He's a baby face, and he's with the combat club. So uh, I-, I don't know why he said he's a he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He also said he's not going to tell Zack Sabre Jr. who the opponent is either. He said, tune in Sunday to see the greatest technical wrestler, He dropped the mic, and then Zack Sabre Jr. came out, and he walked out to the stage. Didn't say anything much with the microphone. He was, uh, I guess, staring at Brian from the aisleway, and that was pretty much all that you got there. Now, Jesse, the rumor going around is, and the the talk of the IWC is, it's one of three people. It's either Jonathan Gresham, which a lot of people were like, oh, it could be Jonathan Gresham. He's the Ring of Honor world champion. He's a great technical wrestler. I could see it happening, but no, it's not Jonathan Gresham. My my number one here would probably be Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. But I don't think it's Johnny Wrestling either, even though Johnny Wrestling is a big proponent of uh, his style kind of being uh, that guy that emulates Brian Danielson. It's not Johnny Wrestling, even though I'd love to see Johnny Wrestling in AEW. Jesse, the one man, the one man on everybody's list is Claudio. And Claudio is going to be the guy that shows up on Sunday and he's going to go into the forbidden door, uh, walk through the forbidden door against Zack Sabre Jr. And he's going to go walk in blood and guts and he's going to fucking own that shit like he's fucking king shit. The boss that he is. Cesaro, man, is going to be all elite. That's it. That's that. That's who it
1: is. It's no one else. I mean, he is the only one that would he's the only one that could come in and fit the bill from everything that Brian said and also fit, like, a glove in the um, Blackpool Combat Club.
0: Yeah. That's it. I mean, he dresses the part for the Combat Club, and when Brian says, uh, you know, this guy is a great technical wrestler and somebody that he knows very well, if you guys want to go back to SmackDown, when Brian was a part of the creative team, who was the one guy that got Cesaro on TV in big moments and that match with Roman Reigns? Who do you think pushed for that? It was Brian yeah. Danielson. That's the reason why Cesaro got that match with Roman Reigns for the universal title. Yeah. It, it's no one but Claudio,
1: dude. I mean, he's, he is, he is a, a regal guy. Yes. I mean, I mean, it, 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 that's a, it's such a, it's such a done deal. Yeah. I just, I just got done listening to Mox's book. I oh, wait, did, book. Did,
0: did, did you, did you use uh, audible com slash off the script? Of course I did. That is the only way to go. Okay.
1: that is the only way to do this it. This is why I have you here, bro. Yes, okay. I mean I I did it twice. Okay, beautiful. All right. good. But um, so I just got done listening to that book, and two things I took from that book. One, fuck Kevin Dunn. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that that's that's per John Moxley, not Ooh, me. That's I mean, anyone who read that book knows what I'm talking about. Fuck Kevin Dunn. That story was fucking insane. You gotta check that out, man. And the other one is. Claudio is the one name that is littered throughout the entire book. He mentions him in high regard throughout the book. There's nobody else to fit in this spot but Claudio.
0: Well, not only that, I didn't know that, so thank you for filling me in on that. That's obviously a big uh, a big aspect of what's going on yeah. here. Eddie Kingston and Cesaro Claudio also have a little history as well. He's been mentioned by Eddie Kingston as well, and, and even when he was a... Uh, yeah, a free agent, and he walked from WWE. One of the first person, one of the first people that actually tweeted about the whole situation was Eddie Kingston, and-, and their history going back to Ring of Honor. Um, there's a lot there to like, and you know, we may be talking about the Blackpool Combat Club at the end of all this, Jesse. If you got Moxley, Uda, Bryan, and Cesaro, Claudio in this in this group, I mean, we may be looking at the best fucking stable in all of pro wrestling. I don't know yes. how anybody can refute that with the, with the talent that's in that group.
1: Yes, that that's a stable built around nothing but pro wrestling. Yes. That's it. And that's he it. will that, that, be he, this
0: is my prediction. This is my prediction. He what his services to WWE, undervalued, underappreciated, not utilized the proper way. what he did was was great. He he fit his role and he exceeded above that, but never was given anything for all the hard work that he that he did for WWE. I'm making a prediction right now. If he is in the combat club, this will be the thing that gets him. Absolutely more over than anything he's done in WWE in the last eleven years. I I agree, I agree. I, I think the fans are finally gonna get the chance. Yes. To
1: to to fall in love with Cesaro. I mean, I don't think they've ever been for, for all of the for all of the little mini pushes that WWE has given him. They haven't given him enough for the fans to get fully vested and drag in the the few that didn't understand or know who he was. They His push was so uh, stop, go, stop, go so many times that people who didn't know stopped even trying to care. Yeah. And now he's going to have the platform to show us why
0: we should care and why we're going to care. This is going to be great for him, man. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Claudio at Forbidden Door. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine the fucking barn burner that these two guys are going to have? First match out of the gate, being a free agent, coming out of WWE in your first match is at a New Japan AEW joint show against Zack Sabre, fucking Jr., man. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. man. You can't ask yeah, for yeah. anything better than that. I mean, if you yeah. want a clashing of styles, I mean, those guys, uh, Claudio can out-wrestle the best of them.
1: Yeah, easily. All day long, he though. Fits, he fits that wrestling style. Out of the three that have been mentioned, I don't think any of them fit that style more than Claudio. I mean... Gargano, I know. I know people are saying Gargano. Gargano has a fucking phenomenal style. It does not mean it does not mean it's the same kind of style. The 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 the, the strong style, the European fucking beat the shit out of you style, like like fucking Regal and Moxley and Bryan no. and Claudio.
0: Now, not to take anything away from 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 Gargano, uh, he is absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, I'm not yes. taking anything away from him yes. at all, and the matches that he gave us in NXT. Are going to live in my heart for the rest of my fucking days on this planet. I mean, that's the reason yes. why we all fell in love with NXT it was Johnny and Shampa and, and what they did. But Johnny is a technical wrestler, but not on the same level as Zach Sabre Junior. and not at the same yes. level of a Cesaro. It's a different type of. It's technical. just different. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's, not, it's not
0: better yeah, or yeah. worse. Jo- Johnny Johnny it's is not different. Johnny Johnny is technical, but I, I mean the way I would the way I would uh, describe Zack Sabre Junior. and Cesaro, it's almost like you're a fucking mad scientist. They're like fucking it's- mad scientists.
1: Yeah, it, I would I would put Gargano in a in a in a category of technical with speed, high flyer, yes. and then I would put everyone else in the BCC
0: with technical brawler.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it's just a different style. That's all. It's not better or worse.
0: It's a different style. Yeah, this is going to be incredible, guys. Uh, that's the talk of the town on uh, on social media right now. It's uh, Claudio, Johnny, and Gresham. Obviously, Gresham, and he, yeah. I'm he, I'm some People are asking about Gresham. They got other plans for Gresham. Gresham
1: has ROH things to do, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly think one of those three guys, um, you know, obviously we have our pick of the litter and, and who we want. It, it's definitely out of those three, the most one, uh, the one that makes the most sense, I should say, is, uh, is Claudio for sure, as he fits uh, the bill perfectly for the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. The, the other thing that happened tonight, Jesse, and uh, we'll talk about this uh, before we get into the breakdown of the show was the IWGP World Championship situation. It was Jay White beating Okada at Dominion. He won the championship, and the talk of the town was, who is he going to defend the title against the Forbidden Door Is it going to be Adam Cole? Is it going to be Adam Page? Is it going to be a triple threat match? Do we see Okada thrown into the mix, and maybe we get a tag team match out of it with Page and Okada teaming up against Jay White and Adam Cole? That's what we talked about on the show last week. And we finally got our answer tonight after a very good match between Paige and Silas Young, a Ring of Honor alum. We have what is being looked at, Jesse, as a potential match of the year candidate. It's not a tag team match. I thought it was a tag team match. Uh, I thought it was a tag team match after that segment ended. And then we got the graphic and we got a fatal four-way, bro. It is going to be Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White versus Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the IWGP World Championship. That is going to tear the United Center down in so many different fucking ways, bro. I don't even know if we'll be alive after after that match is over. Holy shit! If if you if if you like say like a
1: year ago, put out a poll and told people to pick out a fatal four way between AEW and New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not saying everyone would have picked this exact match. But my God, there
0: would have been a lot of people picking this exact match. This is this is unbelievable, man. <laughs> this is going to be something that's going to be on people's lips for uh, for days after it's over. I legitimately thought we were going to get a team match the way that segment ended. Adam Cole and, uh, and Jay White. It looked like they had teamed up against uh, Okada and Hangman, that's and they- uh, we we got a fatal four way being announced. So that's what Tony Khan has decided to go with. I mean, I can't right. complain about it. I won't complain about it. I, I knew these four guys were going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. And that's what they decided on that was best. Now, I've seen a lot of people complaining about it. Thank God it's a fatal four-way. Thank God it's not a tag team match. And then I see some people saying that the fatal four-way is a little bit more predictable than the tag team matches. I don't I even give who gives a shit. No, what are there, you complaining there's no, about? There's no stakes on the line in a tag team match. No. There's nothing, there's nothing on the line.
1: So no, it's as just, soon as they, just, as
0: soon as they mentioned that his title was going to be on the line, then you kind of he kind of figured that it was going to be a fatal four way. Yeah, it's, it's, this makes sense. Even I mean, the tag match itself too would have been just
1: as fucking entertaining. But for the purposes of doing a pay per view and selling a pay per view and everything else, there's nothing on the line in that match. Now you got a fatal four way with four of the
0: biggest names in the world in one match. This is better. Yes, I agree. This is better. Adam Cole is going to win the IWGP World Championship. No, he will not. No, no he will, he will not. not. Whoever said that in the chat, no, he will not. It, no it one's gonna, winning it, that match with Jay White. Yes, Jay White's going to win. Uh, we may get a tease of, uh, of a fucking uh, Rainmaker, but yeah. that's about if, it. If, if Jay White does not win that match, then Okada is winning the match. Yes, it's going to be a New Japan guy walking out with the title. There's not going to be any uh, switching of titles here. The only title I could really see uh, on a New Japan team that would go to an AEW team is FTR. I could see FTR winning those tag team championships just to build them up as the greatest tag team of all time and then put those titles on the line in a winner-take-all match with the Young Bucks, part three. And that's going to be tremendous. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, Okada is in AEW. He's at the pay-per-view on Sunday night. He's walking through the Forbidden Door after all of this. I wonder what's going to go on. Is he going to show up? Is he wrestling Bryan? Is he wrestling Cole? Is he wrestling Paige? We got him. He looked great, and he's going to be on Sunday show. And Tony Khan is probably thanking everybody in Japan for uh, Okada's services here to show up on Sunday night because that was a major, major, major get for AEW that he's here for Sunday show. We're going to go over yes. the rest of the card. I'm sorry, Jesse.
1: No, i was say that that is huge. I mean, to to in, just in case there's anyone floating around here who does not know, um, Kazuchika Okada is basically the Japanese Roman Reigns, or the Japanese so. John Cena. John Cena, yeah, I, yeah fine. I'm getting John Cena too. I mean, he's 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 their golden boy. I mean, he's he's the, he's the face of the company. So to have him here at Forbidden Door is huge for both sides. This benefits everyone for Okada and his American his uh, brand in America,
0: and for the fans. Yeah, so this is huge. Absolutely, uh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be tremendous. What a match this is going to be. And like I said, we're going to go over the rest of what happened on Dynamite tonight, guys. Bear with us. I thank you guys for joining us on your Wednesday nights, wherever you may be on Off the Scripts. Today sponsored by my great friends, man. I'm glad to have them back on board. Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon Cereal sponsoring the show tonight. I love me some breakfast, even though I usually skip breakfast six days out of the week. Maybe if I'm feeling up to it, I'll have breakfast in the morning. But when it's Magic Spoon, man, I can't turn down Magic Spoon at all. It is cereal reinvented. You guys can build your very own variety box. And you can choose from the best-selling of the flavors, man. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter. My personal favorite. I think it's the best one out out of all of them. Cookies and cream. They got maple waffle, blueberry, and cinnamon roll. Plus the newly reformulated honey nut flavor will now be added to the Magic Spoon Collection permanently. Why do I love it so much? Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. There's only 140 calories per serving. It is keto-friendly, it is gluten-free, it is soy-free, and it is low-carb. Jesse, what do you remember about uh, eating cereal back in the day, man? I know I don't know if you're, you're a big breakfast guy, but, you know, back in the day, man, cereal, right before school, lots of sugar, artificially yeah. flavored, you know, got your fix of sugar right before school. Uh, wh- wh- what do you think about, uh, like, sugary cereals, man? I don't let my kids eat sugary cereals. There you go. See, that's all, that's all I need to know right there.
1: Yeah, not, not at all. I mean... Once in a while for a treat, it's not the worst thing
0: on the planet. But if you start giving it to them every day, it's too much sugar. Now, what if I told you guys that what Jesse said makes a lot of sense? And if you want cereal to taste just like that, but not with all the added shit in it, that's magic spoon for you, man. And that's the best way for me to describe it. Again, I love the cookies and cream flavor. So if you guys want to try this out, for yourself today and get yourself some Magic Spoon cereal. You can build your own variety box. You can get one box and just try it out for yourself. You're gonna use code script for $5 off. And you can use code script by going to magicspoon.com/slash scripts. And you guys, like I say, can also add the new honey nuts flavor to your custom box. Also, for my Canadian and UK fans, Magic Spoon is now shipping to Canada and the United Kingdom. So I want to thank Magic Spoon for once again being a great friend and a sponsor right here on Off The Script. Follow me on social media as well at JD from NY206. That is on Twitter and Instagram and now on TikTok. You guys can follow Jesse on Twitter as well at Smark. Go and check out all the other content on the channel, man. I uploaded an extra today, right before Dynamite went live on this Triple H situation. Apparently he may be back running the black and gold we don't know yet for sure but he had a backstage meeting and claimed to everybody that he's back whatever that means hopefully we'll find out in the days to come now that stephanie mcmahon is the new interim ceo so go check that out along with all the other content you might have missed and make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below turn on the bell for notifications hit the thumbs up let's try for a thousand likes today on off the script for the aw dynamite post show and make sure you guys get those super chats in we'll hang out at the end if you guys want to become a member as well
2: Jesus
0: Christ! I feel like Excalibur, man. Holy shit! He even yeah. fucked. Up. He he even messed up his his uh, his uh, speed through reading tonight, man. Did you get that? And he, and, he's, and he still killed it. And he still killed it. And Tony Khan even issued him uh, or uh, said to Tony Khan in the uh, in the headset, "Let's get this guy a race." I think so. <laughs> anyway, moving on with the show, guys. Moxley. We went from Brian talking about the Blackpool Combat Club and the debut of this mystery opponent for Zack Saber Jr. Right to John Moxley. So he was pacing back and forth, and he talked about how things are personal between him and Chris Jericho. He said they'll find out how much Jericho and his cronies are willing to suffer. He said before that comes, maybe the most important match in my entire life with Tanahashi. This match with Tanahashi means the world to him. He said he's transformed into a better man and a father the last three years, and next he'll prove something to himself when he steps in the ring with the ace. Once the bell rings, I have no respect for anyone, says John Moxley. Jesse, we're looking at John Moxley becoming the uh, interim AEW world champion and leading AEW until CM Punk gets back.
1: Yeah, there's nobody else, man. I mean, unfortunately, there's nobody else in that position right now but Moxley.
0: Now, a lot, I mean, of, people they- are gonna, a lot of people are going to be complaining about John Moxley. Oh, no, the WWE guy. But you can't take it away from him. He's bigger now than he was in WWE. Um, I, I, don't, I don't listen to those guys. <laughs> I don't listen to those guys. There, there's... <laughs> There's plenty of people that that could
1: be put in position to do this right now, but as it stands right now, on a on a, at an at an instant, there's nobody but Mox right now. No,
0: now Moxley is the uh, the best candidate for this position. Uh, we'll talk about Tanahashi and how he looked tonight at the end of the show. I wasn't all that impressed with how Tanahashi looked tonight. Hopefully, that's a different story on Sunday night in the match against Moxley for the AW Championship. We got. One hell of an open for this show. We got Rapongi Vice. This is Trent Barretta and Rocky Romero with Orange Cassidy against Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open. This was tremendous. And the one thing that Jesse and I took away from this was that we got a little back and forth here with uh, Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy as well for all the fucking naysayers out there, for all Mm -hmm. the doubters out there. We'll get to that in a second. So we got Fletcher of the Aussie Open. And Rocky Romero starting things off here, and we go through you know the beginning of the match. We get to Trent. He was fighting off both guys of the Aussie Open. He reached Orange Cassidy for a tag. Orange is in there for the first time in many, many, many months. He landed his weak kicks. He sold his weak kicks. He then hit a double hurricana on the Aussie Open and Escalera into a tornado DDT, which looked absolutely fucking beautiful. Orange, Cassie, and Rapongi Vice took out all of the United Empire with dives on the outside. Orange goes up top. He drops a lazy elbow on on Will Will Ospreay for a two-count. Ospreay avoided the Orange punch and reversed a DDT into a backflip in Zaguri. Orange flipped around into a stunner on Will Ospreay as a counter. I'm going to stop there for a second before we get into the end of the match. Jesse, I honestly think, and... Correct me if I'm wrong. Tony Khan listens to a lot of the feedback when it comes to AEW, and Tony Khan is absolutely aware of people already complaining about Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay at the Forbidden Door on Sunday night. They had these two in this match tonight to give you a glimpse of what is going to happen on Sunday, and I don't know how many arguments I got into with people in my comment section, on YouTube, on Twitter— About this match, even some of my close personal friends, Orange Cassidy sucks. This match is going to fail, blah, blah, blah. Do you fucking people honestly believe Will Ospreay is capable of having a bad match? Number one. Number two, Will Ospreay is one of the most uh, uh, acclaimed pro wrestlers in the entire world. Do do you think that he is going into this match thinking, oh my God, they gave me Orange Cassidy? He's the type of guy, Jesse, with the status of, of what he's accomplished, that he probably requested to work with Orange Cassidy because of how great Orange Cassidy is in that ring. And what Tony Khan did tonight, he gave us a lot of what could happen on Sunday night. And let me tell you something, bro. These two guys on Sunday night, they're going to shut a lot of people in the community completely up.
1: They are. You know, and normally on a go-home show, you know, in a segment right before the pay-per-view, you know, you would complain, like, you know, why would you... Have these guys touch each other, you know, they should be staying away and everything else. Yeah. But unfortunately, and you mentioned that a lot, and we mentioned that yeah. a lot on this show as well. Yeah, I mean, but unfortunately, we got people, you know, like I said, man, I get on I got on social media earlier today and I saw people complaining. It was fucking weird. So, unfortunately, some people believe that orange can't work. They believe that this is gonna be a nothing match, they believe this is not gonna be good. I just don't get it. Now, I get and I understand not liking Orange's gimmick. I get that. And I'll give them that much. I understand not enjoying the gimmick. But you can't tell me the guy can't fucking work, man. If you say saying that, that you're just not watching it at all. Now you're just judging it without watching the guy wrestle, man, because the guy can go. And Will Ospreay is a world-renowned, world-requested wrestler who can make a phenomenal match. With anyone, yes, and he doesn't have to make. He doesn't have to bring Orange Cassidy to a great match. That's the thing. He doesn't have to. The two of them are gonna create one together.
0: You, you would think Orange Cassidy, with what he's already done in the ring with some of the top names in this company, he, he would have shut people up already. But people seem to have the fucking memory or or, or the fucking uh, the brain power of uh, of half mental fucking dummies out there. But. We got Orange Cassidy in the ring with Omega. We got Orange Cassidy in the ring with Pac. Uh, Will Ospreay, again, uh, absolutely one of the best in the world at what he does. I I don't really understand why people are going into this. The people that don't like Orange Cassidy are the same people that like Wendy Chu on NXT wrestling in her fucking pajamas and sleeping in the corner during her matches. This, This is what I don't get. You can't like one and then not like the other. Now, Wendy Chu's not as cool as Orange Cassidy, but... I don't know why anybody at this juncture is doubting what Orange Cassidy can do in the ring. If anything, what he did tonight is just a fucking uh, a taste of what's going to happen in a full fifteen twenty minute match for the United States Championship on Sunday night. Yeah, no, I agree, and I can't wait for it at this point just to yes. be
1: like ha ha ha. You know, yeah. I mean, it's otherwise it was just a match I would want to see. Now I'm looking forward to it just so they can watch just so I can watch them prove everyone fucking wrong.
0: Yes. So this is going to be a great match. I can't wait for it. Jesse as well. Um, So after the lazy elbow and all that offense from Orange to Will Ospreay, we got a just a a myriad of big moves here with all six guys. Um, We got Trent wanting strong zero. Ospreay cut it off. Davis of the Aussie Open hit a lifting pile driver that looked fucking great for a near fall. Orange Cassidy broke up that pinfall. Orange avoided Ospreay's uh, Sasuke special and Osprey took a dive from Rocky on the outside. Trent fought off both Aussie Open once again, reached Orange for the tag. Orange connected with the Orange punch on Davis of the Aussie Open for the win. So Orange Cassidy gets his finishing move on the team of Will Ospreay in the Aussie Open. Kind of a foreshadowing of what's to come on Sunday night. I don't really see Orange oh, yeah. Cassidy winning the United <laughs> States Championship from a New Japan guy, and in this case, Will Ospreay, but... Uh, My God, man, it may be a show stealer on Sunday night. I'm very much looking forward to it. And this was a great fucking match. High energy and really good stuff by all six guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, uh, here's here's what I'm wondering about Orange Cassidy and the people that don't like him. So I refuse to believe that these people just think he can't wrestle. So I won't even think that because if you think that, then you're just not watching. So I'm assuming they just don't like the gimmick. All right. So what if he changed his gimmick? to be more normal, more like everyone else, and just something that's no longer unique. Right now, he has a gimmick that, that makes him unique, special, and different from everyone else, and he can still wrestle. And you want to change the one thing that makes him
0: unique. And, and one of the biggest things about it, Jesse, is that he's fucking cool while doing yeah. it. He looks cool. You she know, the, is, funny, the, funny, the, funny thing, the funny thing is Orange Cassidy is the gimmick, of literally everybody talking shit about him. Lazy pieces of shit. But the only thing that these people are missing is that when he when they got to get down to business, they, they don't do business like Orange Cassidy. So right. pretty much his gimmick is mostly what the IWC really is. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to get off their fat asses and yeah. go work their nine-to-five job at fucking uh, Burger King. So yeah. it, it's funny to me how everybody making fun of him, but you can't deny what he brings to the table here. It's... It's like Jesse said, it's a it's a gimmick. And when people want characters in AEW, he's a fucking character. And he's, he's a, a great character. character.
1: He's selling merch. Yes. Kids love him. My godson, his favorite fucking wrestler
0: is Orange Cassidy, man. How many Halloween costumes have we seen with Orange Cassidy, bro? Oh, How man. many cosplays have we seen with Orange Cassidy?
1: People Online. love him. He's cool. Like you said. He's 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 cool, man. What's What's so fucking wrong about just doing something fun and cool? It's not like they're pushing this guy into the main event as the most serious wrestler. Oh, of I all can't time.
0: take him serious, man. They're going to make him a world champion. So what?
1: See, even if they did, so what? I mean, but
0: uh, I hate people sometimes, man. Right, the internet sucks, man. Christian even said it, man, which we're going to get into. Social media <laughs> is toxic. It's cancer. God. Christian Cage speaks in what was probably the best thing about this entire show and probably the second best promo of the entire year in AEW behind the MJF. Now, funny story is with uh, this Christian Cage promo, you know, I'm texting Jesse during this promo. We were about maybe a fourth of the way through, maybe a halfway through, give or take. And I'm like, this Christian Cage heel turn is going to be tremendous. Going to be fantastic. He's and and he he replies back to me. He's like, "Yes, it is." And then as the promo goes on, this clown says, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't uh, understand what they're doing here. I don't like it." And blah blah. blah he's finding reasons to fucking complain about it. We're not even through the segment yet, so he he did not like the explanation. Just to give you guys a backstory, Jesse did not like the backstory of Christian turning heel on Jungle Boy last week at the end of Dynamite. He thought it was ridiculous. Now Jesse. Why did you think, before I get into what he actually said here, which was fantastic, why didn't you like what he said up until about midway through this promo? Because when they started off and, you know, Shivani,
1: you know, is talking to him to find out what's going on, the first thing that he mentioned, the very first thing that he mentioned was he did this because Jungle Boy eliminated, eliminated him from the Battle Royal, like, last year or some shit like that. Yes, at Double or Nothing, I believe. At Double that was so lazy and trifling.
0: N- it was petty. Shivani no- said it was
1: petty. That was fucking pe- I was thinking that before Shivani said anything. That, that is so <laughs> fucking lame and petty. You turned your back on this fucking guy because he eliminated you from a battle royal a fucking year ago? <laughs> but but you, had a, you had a diabolical these- plan to get back at him for this whole year.
0: <laughs> well, that's how smart he is, man.
1: I mean, what the fuck well, that's how smart he is
0: man he waited for the right opportunity and he waited until he didn't give him a pep talk to fucking unleash this ridiculousness on him it was so stupid
1: i'm like this is dumb but then i like slow down before i get all of the fucking chat heat you know then it turned around he started coming with sensible logical and understandable reasons why he did the turn now i'm liking it now i'm liking it then they played the promo or the segment that he did with jungle boy's uh mother and sister then they played off of that and then it just started to snowball downhill with the fucking momentum of a fucking avalanche dude it got so much better at that point
0: from that point on it was like it was like they were fucking uh, taking you through stages, man. It was like uh, yeah. stage one, stage two, stage three with this promo, and then when when they showed that clip of him uh, and uh, Christian Cage uh, telling um, uh, the family there that his, their son's a piece of shit, that that's yeah. when it got amped up to the next level, and that's when uh-huh. things really uh, he brought the fucking heat tonight, man. It was so good. It was so oh. good.
1: It was, but he, he fucking he told them like you raised a piece of shit and everything else. Talked about his mom calling him or some shit like that it it just he just laid he't he wouldn't went, he went harden the paint on him at that point man <laughs> i I felt like I was seriously texting Jade. I was telling him, I don't know who wrote this promo for Christian, but this is let's fucking blows. this is stupid in substance even as even as I was saying that it was stupid, I was still praising Christian for how he delivered it because this delivery was still fucking great. I hated the promo and what he was saying. But I love the way he delivered it. But then it just felt like I don't know if he just just decided to go off cuff, or if he if this was actually the second half of the promo. But everything after the after the first half of that promo was fucking god tier to me. It was I so good.
0: I would have loved that they ended the show last week uh, on that on that clip and Christian just sta- standing in front of Jungle Boy's mother. You raised a piece of shit. You raised a fucking piece of shit. And they just went off the air like that. <laughs> but they said that they saved that shit for the internet. And uh, I mean, it, it's it's probably the best thing that people took away from last week's uh sellout yeah. move by Christian Cage. So let's get into what he what he said here. Uh fans are booing him in Milwaukee. He's getting major heel heat before this. Um standing there, he's telling everybody to shut their damn mouths and they get louder and louder and louder. So uh it, it's off to a great start here for Christian Cage. He says he wasn't gonna let Jungle Boy eliminate him from the Casino Battle Royale a year ago at Double or Nothing and get away with it. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, sounds like a jaded ex-lover, bro. That's a fucking pity. Sounds like one of my ex-girlfriends, bro, who wanted to end my fucking career here. Um, Casino Battle Royale a year ago. Shivani said it sounds petty, and that's exactly what it is. Christian said more bothersome than Jungle Boy's actions was the reaction of the fans. He said he is a legend and he deserves more respect than how fans reacted to that. He said if the fans like Jungle Boy so much, he decided to do a background check on him. Fans chanted at this point. This is the pinnacle of fan chants if you are a heel. Shut the fuck up, Chance. Start raining down on Christian Cage and you can't get any more heat than that. I, If I'm a heel man, I'm fucking, my heart is smiling. I'm fucking trying to hold back a smile if I'm Christian Cage. That's, that's the pinnacle of fucking heat right there, bro. I love that. Yeah. So we get. Uh, I don't know if anybody picked up on this. I laughed out loud. Here we we got one of the cuts to the crowd, Jesse. I don't know if you picked up on this. We oh, got we got me, a, li- a, a little fucking shit. kid <laughs> chanting, "Shut the fuck up!" and looking back at his dad. Is it okay? Is it okay? Every- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, everybody saw that kid. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. If that's my son, I'm fucking damn proud that he's in that crowd chanting. I, I would have been like, son, go ahead, go ahead, Ch- chant away, chant away, man, as much as you want. I would have been saying it too like go ahead chit and then I saw the fucking
1: camera come like, oh shit Mom's gonna see us stop 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 nah, nah,
0: come on <laughs> that was that was fucking great. I love that who's who says Aew is not child friendly man come on yeah <laughs> come on, this is this is this is, this is as, uh, as great as anything right there. Anyway, we got uh, Christian uh, getting the shut the fuck up chance. Uh, Christian complained about fans expressing opinions on social media. He said, it's like him going through a drive-thru window and telling you all how to do your jobs. Yes. See, even Christian Cage has the same mentality as us. All the people in the IWC, the trolls, they work nine to five jobs at a, at a drive-thru like uh, Arby's. So uh, he said, it's like him going through the drive-thru window telling everybody how to do their jobs. Shivani was about to wrap up this interview and Christian said, I'm not done. And he threatened to pull Shivani's earring out of his ear. That got big boos as well. Christian said he didn't come back to AEW. This is, I love this line. He didn't come back to AEW to elevate younger talent. He said he came back to earn a lot of money, and that's the only reason. He said to anyone complaining about their money, I have some advice for you. You want to earn my paycheck? Try having a match people are talking about more than a week ago, the type of match that, match that changes the industry and that they name pay-per-views after. Do that, and then you can be at my pay grade. Until then, eat my crumbs and enjoy it. I don't know who that was aimed to or aimed towards, but uh, he said it anyway. So he said, he said the one time he didn't give Jungle Boy advice, he lost the tag team titles with Luchasaurus. He says he's going to take control and get his hands dirty, and that pisses him off. So Shivani so, said last week... I'm sorry, Jess Again,
1: Yeah, pause right here. So this is where, in the promo, that I started really getting turned around. On the whole ordeal because now it started making sense. Yeah. I was saying this is simple. I've been here giving you all this fucking golden advice and golden fucking, you know, you know, tutelage and everything else and you go out there and you fucking lose. That's it. Simple. Simple, dude. That's <laughs> why I get tired of fucking losing. Get
0: the fuck. You're a loser. Get out of here. Bro, is this a real shirt? Yeah, that's his new t-shirt. I just sent I, it to I, I have to pick this up. I, I have to pick this up. <laughs> Christian's new shirt. Christian's new shirt. If you go to shop it says worked everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, that's a good I absolutely shirt. love that. <laughs> that. That is, is incredible. a good shirt. So he wants to get his hands dirty. That pisses him off. Shivani said last week, what Christian said to jungle boys, mom and sister went viral. They played the clip of the sister, giving Christian a middle finger and Christian saying to his mom that she raised a piece of shit. I thought it was great. Christian said he was only giving Jungle Boy's mom a chance to apologize for giving birth to Jungle Boy. That's that's not the end of it. So I'm only giving her a chance to apologize for giving birth to Jungle Boy. He said she's really mad because she was so sweet on him and wanted to be Jungle Boy's father and wanted him to be Jungle Boy's father. So, oh, no. he, he, said, he said Jungle Boy looked at him like a father figure, but Christian said he never wanted that. He oh, said no. he had a father, but your father's dead, he says. He said his father would be ashamed of how he turned out, and he would be curling up into a ball like he did last week, refusing to fight back. He told him to enjoy... This early retirement at the age of 25. <laughs> so good. I see people complaining, oh, how are you going to bring death of the family into the story? I thought, I, the fuck are you talking about, man? Christian <laughs> so worked good. everyone. It's on his shirt. <laughs> Be mad, geeks. Be mad. This is, Jesse, I swear to God, man, if there's one thing I love, man, in life, it's fucking a good, a good cup of coffee, a great tasting beer, a fucking nice uh, fucking rock song with a musical <laughs> chorus I could sing along to for fucking uh, weeks to come after I first hear it, and a great wrestling promo, man. This was a master class of a fucking promo. I swear to God, if anybody's listening to this, if you're, healing the business, you're <clears> in the business and just <throat> coming up in the business, uh, there are uh, a handful of guys you need to be taking influence from. This man is one of them, and he was always a great promo, but my God, man, at his age now, still... Outworking everybody, man. It's the legit truth on that t-shirt. This was fantastic. This was really good, man. This is this is really good. And coming off, you know,
1: a few weeks off of MJF's promo, you know, it'd be kind of hard to cut a promo for people to be talking about. You know, I'm not gonna and say and in it was better. We all know it was not, but to even go out and cut a promo and have people still talking about it, you know, afterward, it's amazing because how do you how do you follow up what MJF did? This was it. This was fucking great, man. This was fucking great. When you get people say, oh, how did you how can you say this about Luke Perry? And it was disrespectful. Okay, he won. Christian won. Right. (laughs) That's it. He he just won that promo, though. That's how you do it.
0: You know, I I love how a lot of people just go into these arguments thinking that Christian went out there and and mentioned Jungle Boy's father, uh, Luke Perry, uh, without consulting him or his family. Like, right? Why would, why would Christian <laughs> go and do that? Like I don't understand what people are, are, are so in up, up in arms about. This is a heel who just newly turned heel last week who wants to get the most maximum amount of heat on himself so that he will put over Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy will look like a bigger baby face than he ever has looked in his entire AEW run. And if the family gave the okay to mention Luke Perry in this promo indirectly, he wasn't mentioned by name, I don't see the problem in it. I mean, at the end of the day, Christian made himself into a monster heel verbally with what he said about Jungle Boy and his family. And now Jungle Boy, when they get them in the ring, he's going to be bigger for it. And I'm very much looking forward to Christian getting his comeuppance here. This is great. This is pro wrestling 101. What the fuck is there not to like about it?
1: Yeah, people, everyone asked about, you know, well, I thought Christian was supposed to be trying to get the young guys over I just sent you another one.
0: Why are you sending me texts (laughs) from Denise Salcedo, bro? You're fucking serious. I had to send you that one. What is this?
1: (laughs) You got to put that shit up on the screen, man. What what is this?
0: (laughs) Look at what this guy's sending me here, man. Look at this. Why
2: are you sending me this?
0: Why is she fucking
1: dressed up as Brandon Cutler, dude? (laughs) And
0: people call me a fucking mark why <laughs> why <laughs> people call me a mark and, and, and this is this is what I get sent via this fucking geek look, 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 right what the fuck is wrong with you man the fuck, Jesus dude? fucking crap I gotta sit next to this fucking creature at the at the goddamn fucking show not this oh. not this not this this is my god Bailey this fucking whatever the fuck this is.
1: I hope she fucking sits next to you, dressed just Jesus like this. Jesus fucking Christ, man! My God, <laughs> it is so good. But, but yeah, dude, it's 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 heel work like this, guys. It's heel work like this that helps Jungle Boy get over it even more. The more of an asshole, the more of a dick this guy is, the more Jungle Boy benefits from it when yes. he
0: beats his ass eventually. Yes. The 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 worse he is the better it will be this is uh this is great and we're not even done with this segment yet Uh, christian cage he uh spoke ill will about the family luchasaurus comes out there he's very angry he's about to defend his little buddy here so luchasaurus comes out there looking very upset he shoved christian into the corner grabbed him by the throat Christian still got the microphone in his hand and he's trying to gasp for air here and uh he said listen 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 I want to talk to you privately. Remember what happened to Marco. So Marco Stone, no longer with AEW. Now Christian Cage is using Marco's stunt to uh, possibly lure Luchasaurus to his side of things. Luchasaurus then tightened his grip. Christian said he's like a son to him. So he called Luchasaurus like a son. Luchasaurus let go of the grip on his throat. Christian whispered something to Luchasaurus. But he but he 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 loosened the grip and whispered in his ear. But if you guys notice, Christian looked into the fucking hard cam like, yeah, bitch, I got this guy. Now we're going to do some business. It was one of them fucking. Yeah, you can trust me, bro. And then you look into the camera and give that little smirk like I'm going to fuck this guy over. That's exactly what I felt in this segment, Jesse.
1: Yep. Absolutely, man. And. At this point, at this gesture of this, if this whole ordeal I could, I mean, I could seriously, it could still go either way. Uh, Luchasaurus could be, you know, just, you know, just faking this and still with jungle boy, or he could flip. He could flip if he, if, if, if Christian flips Luchasaurus and Luchasaurus uh, becomes a heater for Christian, it's going to make jungle boy, just an even bigger baby face, man. Yes.
0: This was, this was a tremendous promo. Uh, I loved everything about this. I thought this was the best segment on the entire show. And uh, it looks like, Jesse, you know, we talked about this not too long ago. You know, Jurassic Express have, have uh, they, they've been a great tag team. Don't get me wrong. I thought they were very entertaining for the three years that they've been together. I think the idea of Jungle Boy and his dinosaur was a tremendous idea by Tony Khan uh, when AEW first started. But they did get to a point where they kind of hit a wall and there was nothing new and fresh about the group. If yeah. this turns Jungle Boy loose solo, and we get him going solo here, he could be—he he could really show us that he really is one of the pillars of the company. And Luchasaurus, man, I honestly think Luchasaurus out of out of everybody that was associated with Jurassic Express, including Marco Stunt and Christian, needed a reset button more so than all of them. And he may yeah. be turning heel, and I honestly think he has the makings of a great heel. And Christian leading him could b- benefit him as well and get major heat on him to being in his heel run. Yep.
1: And when that run is done, turn Luchasaurus back to babyface. Yep. Whenever the whenever the run is, you know, a year from now, whatever the run is, think about that reunion with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus.
0: Yeah. yeah. Money. This is good stuff, guys. I can't wait to see what happens here. And uh, it instantly became one of the most compelling things on AW television. Who's to say AW doesn't tell stories? Uh, I, I don't understand this uh, this logic in the community either. You got a story right here. Great promo, great story. Talking about shit that happened a year ago, making sense of it now, a year later. I love it. This is why we watch.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: The Young Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly. Everybody was wondering what the Young Bucks are going to be doing at the Forbidden Door. We now know what is going to happen at the Forbidden Door with the Young Bucks. They said. All is right in the world, because they are now the AEW Tag Team Champions. Matt said people are asking if they're going to be at the Forbidden Door. He said they were the locksmith that unlocked the door in the first place. So yes, they will be there. All Riley said he's far from okay. He said Sting should be locked up after what he did to him. He talked about facing Sting and his cronies at Forbidden Door. And then Matt Jackson mockingly said it'll be showtime on Sunday. So we're getting the Young Bucks... And the Bullet Club, I I believe Hikuleo is going to be a part of that. I don't know who else is going to be a part of that from the Bullet Club, but it is going to be a big eight-man tag. Jesse, we're going to get Sting and Darby with two New Japan uh, wrestlers on their side against uh, the Young Bucks and two members of the Bullet Club. So we did get them involved in the Forbidden Door. I know a lot of people were wondering if it was going to be the (coughs) Undisputed Elite versus the Bullet Club, but uh, it's not going to be. And uh, if that was the plan, it may have been put on hold for the time being. And we're getting this and we're getting the continuation of sting and Darby versus the undisputed elite.
1: You know what this card, this whole card is starting to fucking feel like, what? it is just starting to feel like the people in the back talking with their fucking friends and just deciding to work with whoever they wanted to fucking work with. Yeah. Who do you want to work with? I don't work with these guys. All right, cool. I'm gonna go work with these guys. All right. Awesome. I mean, it, it, it looks like instead of sit, sitting in the room and being told what they're going to do, it looks like they all got together and went to Tony and say, Hey, I want to wrestle this guy. We get this plan. Awesome. Let's hear it. You know, it sounds like that they're in on it and they're enjoying it.
2: No, well, like well, I mean, I would not funny. be
0: surprised. I would not be surprised. You know, this is this is a fun time to be a fan. I, I would imagine that's fun to be a pro wrestler in this type of environment as well, with this show going on, you know, and, and everything that's going on with all the injuries and all the doubt that was uh maybe a week ago, two weeks ago with this show. Uh it ended up being a tremendous card, even with like, like we said at the top, all the injuries that have mounted up for AEW.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: I'm loving it. Loving it, loving it. Issa's here. What's going on? Isa, what's Puerto going on? Puerto Rican princess. Issa, what's going on? Issa, you missed a uh, a very, very scary photo that Jesse just uh texted <laughs> to me that I I don't want I don't want to look at again. But yet I may be sitting next to this creature. <laughs> at the forbidden door i hope i hope to god not i don't even know who's going to the forbidden door a lot of you guys are uh, bypassing this show for the uh, all out show in chicago at hoffman estate so we'll see what happens but uh, let's keep the train rolling on here penta with alex abrahantes versus malachi black this is a qualifying match for the all atlantic fatal four-way to crown the inaugural champion at the forbidden door Uh, Jesse, you told me something via text tonight, and I know we mentioned this uh, not too long ago on the show in regards to Alex Abrahantes. Uh, Someone clearly is listening to the show, and uh, I know I mentioned Alex Abrahantes looking something like uh, he's out of Resident Evil fucking 4, and uh, he is no longer dressed like he's... uh, a part of Lord Sadler's fucking camp in Resident Evil 4, man. So we got Alex is yeah, back to being a normal human being here, man. That's dressed normal. That, that, uh, that change was not made uh, because of, uh, oh, well, you know, l- let me do this. Tony Khan listens and has a close ear to everything in the community, and I'm sure he's heard not only us, but a couple of other shows mention the yes. same thing, that he looks ridiculous.
1: He looks ridiculous, dude. I mean, and 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 I, and that's the only way to put it. We I mean, we would love to sugarcoat it because I like the you know, the group and everything else, but looking like that was just bringing down the group. He now he looks normal. He looks perfect. Yeah. He can do everything that he does out there. Just quit dressing like a goddamn idiot, man.
0: So we got Malachi Black here and Penta. I, I was looking forward to this match. Uh, it was very good for what these two guys did and the the time that they were given. Uh, Malachi Black did. End up getting the victory here with, a, with a black mask. Very good here. Uh, he is my choice to win the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, okay. I don't know. Yes, I said this last week. What are you, fucking deaf? I have no, I not paying you any attention, man. No, because you want the same fucking guy to win the championship. And I made a case that this championship was only made to give him a championship because they don't have anything else to go uh, and have him do. This is Miro's fucking title. It was this minted for him. This is
1: Malachi's fucking title. I think they minted this title for Miro, dude. I think he's going right. to take it and do what he did for the fucking TBS title. I, I don't or the, know. Or the t- a
0: TNT title. Uh, well, uh, Miro, I don't know if Miro's a fucking heel or a baby. Everybody loves Miro. Uh, Miro would probably benefit from a chase, to be honest with you. I don't know. He's, a, he's, a, he's easily a tweener right now. And once again, he mentioned his fucking wife. Yes. And she actually tweeted about it as well. He mentioned something about uh, he wants his uh, or he's got to pray to his God. He's going to take his title. He's got his hot wife. Uh, and she, yeah. uh, she said um, something along the lines of two of those things are at home right now. Minus <laughs> the title, obviously. I don't know. I think that's his title. Right, let me, who's, who's, who's hotter, man? Lana or Maurice? Who's got, who's got the hotter wife? Ms. or Mira? Well, what are we talking about? It looks Body, or I mean, because that's just looks. Uh, as far as beauty. Who's the more beautiful woman, in your opinion?
1: Um, I think looks alone, just facial features and looks. Um, probably Lana, probably Lana. But if we're gonna take into account all body features and everything else, I would go Maurice. I think I'd
0: agree with you. No, now who's the better wrestler, Miz or Miro? Miz or Miro? Yeah. Miz, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> I, I would probably rank Ms. right underneath Brian Danielson, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it goes. It's one of the best. Kata, it Kimmy. goes. It goes. It goes. Brian Omega Okada Kimmy. Miz.
1: Miz. Okay. Then we get down to
0: Adam Cole and AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got Malakai Black here. Um, this was fun. Penta wanted the Penta Driver early in the match. Black fought out of it. Penta avoided a heel kick, hit it in followed by a rolling cutter for two. Uh, a little bit of a rapid fire back and forth between these guys. Big moonsault by Black, the signature moonsault that he usually does. Flips over the rope, moonsault to the outside. And then he uh, followed it up with a top rope, double stomp for a two count. So Black then again climbed the ropes. Penta cut him off with a kick and hit. And this is where uh, I got a little concerned. And you guys want to know why all the injuries are mounting up in AEW. Jesse, he delivered a fucking package pile driver backwards off the second turnbuckle to Malachi DePenta, And I, I don't like seeing shit like that, especially now. I honestly think there should be an edict from the top down from Tony Khan. Guys, let's limit what the fuck is going on with these high-risk moves until we start getting people back on the active roster. We got too many injuries out right now. God forbid Penta and Malachi also went down because of sheer stupidity like this pile driver off the second turnbuckle. That, that's unnecessary. Now, I mean,
1: look, I get it. I know why they do it. I understand it. But look, no one here wants to see anyone get hurt. And that much of an hybrid, a high risk, a pile driver from the top rope, you can't control that as the one giving the move because you can't control that man's body weight coming down. Yeah. Even if his head does not protrude through his legs, you still get the rest of his body weight coming down on top of his shoulders because you're coming from, you know, the ropes. It's one thing if you're just sitting down in the ring, but you're coming down from the ropes, bro. That's too dangerous, man. I mean, we love these guys,
0: but we don't want to see them get hurt, you know? So he took a long time, did Penta, to go and make the cover. Obviously, both men were selling the effects of that move. Um, Black did get a foot on the rope when Penta did finally try and make the cover here. Penta <coughs> followed this up. Uh, his back gave out. He, I believe he wanted another package. Pilot driver's back gave out here. He was selling the back, allowing Black to hit the Black Mass for the win. And that's what did Penta in here. After the match was over, Pack came out to have a face-off with Malachi. They've been feuding Death Triangle in the House of Black. Uh, Amiro video promo interrupted and everybody cheered in the venue. So we got Miro on the big screen, pretty much telling everybody about Forbidden Door, vowing to redeem all the bastards and all the pagans that are going to be there with him. He said he will send Pack to see his maker at the Forbidden Door and Malachi as well. He will redeem them all. He will go home to his hot wife and he will be the new all-Atlantic champion at Forbidden Door in the Fatal 4 Miro, bro. You said he should yeah, be a world um, champion. This guy, this guy
1: should be a world fucking champion right now. He is, people are forgetting his run, I think, with the TNT title. Cause you can, you, 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 you look at his run with the TNT title and now look how he's being presented now and everything else since he returned. He should be on another level, man. And I, I think they're gonna use him to get this new title over to be
0: honest. Yeah, I could I could see that. I I I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to be upset if that's the way that they go, but I honestly think Tony Khan is in a position to really you know, we, we talked about this in the Battle Royal with Andrade and there are political reasons why for some reason Andrade couldn't win that Battle Royal and then lose to Moxley. I, I don't understand that. There's a reason why Andrade can't be at the forbidden door. I get those political reasons. Jesse and I chimed in on that situation and said Andrade could have been used to be rebuilt in that battle royal by having a stellar battle royal. Having a stellar match with John Moxley. Losing yeah. and having a great night on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. He missed the boat there. I don't want to see him miss the boat on Malachi. Malachi has been mid at best on AEW yes. television. And Malachi is a world champion caliber pro wrestler. He did not come over here to be treated less than... Coming over from WWE, you have an opportunity now where he's in his first title match. Miro's already tasted gold. Miro is in a much better position without a title than Malachi is without a title. I think Malachi is the winner, bro. It's either Malachi to me or Pack? one or the other. Pack oh. is, Pac is fine because he's so fucking respected, but Malachi, man, I believe his character and his his being on AEW needs it more than all the other guys in that match. Well, VIP member DSG
1: Goodbar brings up an a, a extremely valid point. What I was thinking, Malachi should be safe for the Trio's titles. Because yes. Because, I mean, we got the House of Black going for Trio's titles. You know, I don't want Malachi Black walking around
0: with two fucking titles. I, trios- I understand that, but we don't know when those Trio's titles are going to come, and I don't know what Tony Khan's line of thinking is. He says he's waiting for Kenny Omega to come back, which makes me think that he wants to put the titles first on a notable name or a notable group. I could either see the elite, or you know, the Blackpool Combat Club, bro. I could yeah. see, I could see them winning the titles as well, and, and the House of Black getting dicked over again. And I don't want to see that, so I don't know when we're going to get that. But you have this now, and I think Malachi but, is the now. But the, but yeah, I, I get that part. But
1: the trio's titles coming, you know, whenever they fucking come, it gives it gives something for the House of Black. It gives something for them to do. Something for them to strive for, something for them to compete for, and, and a reason to be here. And putting that, putting that new title on Malakai. Now, what's Miro doing?
0: That's. a I mean, yes, it's a valid point. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who he wrestles. I don't know what happens there. Maybe they continue having him win matches. Wardlow seems to be heading towards a TNT Championship. Maybe Miro wins matches, and maybe Wardlow. Wins matches and we get a fucking collision course with Miro and and, and Wardlow. I don't know. I can but, see that. I can, I can see that. And that's and that's why I'm like, put the title on Miro now,
1: then let him keep winning matches because now you can feed you can go back to feeding him jobbers, not jobbers, but lower people on the card to feed his title run until we can get him to a Wardlow or something like that. Because right now neither one of them can fucking lose.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's it's a very tricky situation. I know everybody loves Miro. I know everybody yes. wants to see Miro uh, get back to where he was before he went out with the injury and then filming that pilot for CBS that had him away for a couple of months. Malachi, yeah. though, man, I mean, he's he's been fucking ice cold. He came in hot when he feuded with Cody Rhodes. He came in such uh, as a big fucking deal, and, and he's not a big deal anymore. And, and I, everybody yeah. should be... I, he's not one of those guys that should be wasting away like that. that. That's where I'm Whoa. coming, because of what he did and what he was to NXT and how they dropped the ball with him on SmackDown and what they did keeping him in a fucking broom closet for, for eight months. I, I mean, it's not as bad as that, but he's, yeah, he's too, I mean, he's too good. He's so he does
1: need some rebuilding because he's lost too much, you know, hence my complaints before about him losing so much and maybe he shouldn't be in this tournament, you know, who knows? But, um, I do think that Miro's going to benefit way, way more from that. And it's a, it's a, it's a title that represents your country and it's supposed to show pride from your nation. And you don't really hear about Malachi Black going around talking about the Netherlands and how great they are, but you know, who's the proud, you know, you know, the guy from Bulgaria. I mean, it's, I mean, it it fits him
0: more. It fits him more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what what happens on Sunday. It should be a fantastic match. Um, Again, I'm not going to complain who walks out of this with the AEW uh, Atlantic Championship. Uh, no, Any one of awesome. those guys is going to be tremendous to win that yeah, championship. I just prefer one right is of The field great. Yeah. So. Hangman Page. Adam Cole joins. Commentary during this part of the show. Hangman Page and Silas Young. They had uh, quite the history in Ring of Honor. And here we are with these two guys back in an AEW ring. And they wrestled like they knew each other as well, which was a, uh, uh, a nice treat because they very much uh, know each other and it, uh, and it showed in the work that they did in this match. Uh, a couple of chain wrestling sequences at the start of this thing. Paige hit uh, with a couple of hard chops. Uh, Silas Young then uh, came back with some offense of his own. Paige sent Young, who is uh, a veteran of, uh, of Ring of Honor, all over the world, 11 major world championships all over the all over the world. Is, uh, they put him over big on uh, commentary, if you guys are not familiar with Silas Young. Uh, Paige sent Young to the floor, landed his big moonsault right before commercial break. And Paige follows this up with a follow-way slam. He kick, kips up. Uh, lariat sent Young to the outside, where Paige then landed a plancha back in the ring. Paige had a diving clothesline for two. Uh, Silas returned with a backbreaker and a lariat of his own for two. Followed it up with his corner moonsault. Page avoided it, hit a German suplex before nailing a buckshot lariat for the win. So they brought in Silas Young, got him a solid victory on Dynamite before the Forbidden Door. More than likely because Adam Page is not winning his match at the Forbidden Door. He may actually end up taking the losing fall in that match for all we know. We're not really sure yet. But this was a very fun match. At the end of the match, Cole gets up. Cuts a promo on Adam Page. He wanted to do story time, but he was quickly cut off before he said anything by Jay White. So Jay White's out there. He's been giving the forbidden door and the IWGP World Championship a lot of thought. And he said Cole would not be the challenger for the IWGP World Championship at the pay-per-view simply because, Jesse, he mentioned that Adam Cole lost to this guy, And he points to Page in the ring, not once, but twice. So he called himself the catalyst of pro wrestling. He's responsible for all of this. And then he gets in the ring with Adam Page. And then he gets face-to-face with Adam Page. And then he tells Adam Page, it won't be you either. Page got pissed, knocked the microphone out of his hand. Big brawl started. Adam Cole got in there, and it was a two-on-one situation. Cole... Picked up the championship and it was about to hit. It looked like he was going to hit Jay White, but he changed his tune pretty quickly and said, No, no, get him up, get him up. So it was a double team against Adam Page. And then all of a sudden we hear the coins, Jesse. The coins oh, hit boy. the PA system. Crowd goes fucking crazy. Oh my God. It's Work Kazuchka. Kazuchka Okada. And he joins the fray here. And it's, uh, I thought it was a four, uh, a tag team match with all four of these guys. In fact, it is all four of them for the IWGP World Championship. So, White was going at uh, Hangman. Cole picked up White's belt. Out came Okada. And holy shit, holy shit by the crowd in Milwaukee. Hangman and Okada knocked Cole and White into opposite corners. They turned and looked at each other. White and Cole got up and they bailed immediately because they didn't want to get hit with the Rainmaker. And they didn't want to get hit with the buckshot. And that's the way the segment went off the air. So, Okada's in the States, Jesse. It's a huge deal to get him on this show. Not the situation that we all wanted him to be in. I know everybody wanted him and Brian in a match at Forbidden Door. But like we said at the top, bro, I I don't know how anybody is going to complain about this match. It may be a match of the year at the end of the fucking night. And nobody should be in in any position to complain about what we saw and what we're going to get on Sunday. Yeah, that that might be, you know, it
1: might be the reason why we didn't get Okada booked into a match to right now. Maybe it was supposed to be Okada Maybe. and Brian. Maybe. And then they found out what they found out about Brian and found out he wasn't going to get cleared. So then they put him in this fatal. It would make more sense to have Okada versus Brian Danielson than putting Okada in a fatal four-way match. Yeah. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and say that it was probably the plan to put him with Brian, but because of the injury, they made the, the triple threat of fatal four-way.
0: And the fans online, I mean, they're so they're so fucking up in arms that they didn't get the fucking card that they wanted because it doesn't fit their narrative. It's almost as if everybody is operating on the same fucking brain, and half of them are fucking stupid. I don't understand why people don't understand that this is a a show, an inaugural show by Tony Khan of New Japan. That more than likely, I would bet my money on it. We see again next year in twenty twenty three. And before Brian ever steps foot out of AEW, I do expect him to go back to WWE and retire there and go into the Hall of Fame. But before Brian Mm -hmm. leaves AEW, Jesse, we will get Brian and Okada because he knows for a fucking for a fact that he's not going to get that match if he ends up going back to the E. Yeah. Either here or in Japan Japan, match. Yes. So I don't understand I don't understand why people don't think we're gonna get this same show again next year. This is gonna be a yearly thing for AEW. So calm down. It's gonna be fine. Tony Khan loaded this show up the best he could with the situation he was handed. And I don't know why anybody's complaining. I don't (laughs) because it's a sold out show. You're going to order it on pay-per-view. Everybody's going to go fucking crazy. Oh my God. Pro wrestling, pro wrestling. And you're going to forget about Brian and Okada was even a fucking thought before the show was even announced. Come on. Yeah. Moving on. We got Jade Cargill standing with Tony Schiavone and the baddies. Red Velvet is injured. Jade said that they're moving on and not dwelling on it. Kara Hogan said the joke is on Chris Statlander. Stokely Hathaway then said they are looking for a new baddie. This is not because they're replacing Red Velvet, I don't think, but it may be somebody that they're adding to their ranks on top of Red Velvet. So they gave it a hashtag, and he then goes on to say, does Stokely Hathaway, my sisters and brothers in Christ, keep your photos PG. So, Jade Cargill told Shivani to cut the shit. And we are looking at a baddie contest, bro. We got a baddie contest coming up. What do you think about that? Sounds like the fucking uh, diva search. Yes, but uh, John will not be (laughs) running the diva search. Thank God. He will not be running anything in pro wrestling ever again. So, who are they going to add? I don't know who could it be. Thinking, uh, thinking about who's in the realm of pro wrestling. Who would be a good baddie? <sighs> How about uh, Mercedes Vernado? Oh God,
1: no, man! He wanted to join and be a. She's a Jay bad. Kershaw she's a baddie though, bro. Right. Well, I think I think I think uh, already reported that uh, Sasha was going to be replacing Daniel Bryan. Or Brian Danielson, sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. I think Seth tweeted that out that Sasha was going to be replacing
0: Brian against Jack Saber Jr. Sasha True. Banks was going to replace Brian Danielson against Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, you know who you know who I want as a, as a baddie. I think Issa should be a baddie. Issa could be a baddie. I think Issa should be a baddie for uh, Jay Cardo. Issa could be a baddie. Um. Then I she think, can get me backstage and I can slip Tony Storm my number and say, bro, get rid of Juice. Here's J.D. I
1: think my official guess, um, the new baddie's gonna be Willow Nightingale.
0: Willow Nightingale. Yes. How about Soraya Knight? No, dude. No. <laughs> no. How about, I don't know. How about
1: Naomi? No, she doesn't fit. These are all women who need their own thing. And to be honest, look, man, I love Paige and, and what she's contributed to this business for women. That is very sincere. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. I, th- I think she's on the ground of women's wrestling, on the ground floor. But what does she do in AEW in 2022, man? Who's this? Paige.
0: What is she doing uh AEW 2022? I don't know. What does she do here? She comes in and wrestles. What do you mean what does she do? We don't even know what our wrestling status is.
1: Like you know you know what I'm saying? We don't even know if she can go, how much she can go. We're not even sure if she can get cleared or not. We don't know. I don't know. I mean, what what does she do? What is her angle? What does she do? Full time wrestler? Is she gonna go from being on the shelf to being
0: a full time wrestler now? We Lisa, don't, know, Lisa don't, know. don't don't start. What about Camille Toe? No, we're not getting Camille Toe <laughs> as a fucking baddie. Okay, listen, I got one. I got one. What about what about? I, I think I think the baddies, but I think I think Stokely will fucking uh, close the baddies, bro. They go out of business if this was good. What about what about Denise Salcedo, bro? There you as, go, as a, as a baddie. Or or I got one for you. Who is it? Who is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all red, man.
0: Who? All red, everything. Eva Marie. This guy. This guy. I'm dumping dumping this guy. All red, everything. This 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 guy. This guy uttered fucking sinful words on my fucking podcast, man. This guy wants Eva Marie as a fucking baddie. This guy wants Eva Marie in all elite wrestling. No, I'm sorry, bro. That's it right there, man. I'm sorry.
1: How could that not be the ultimate baddie right there?
0: Oh, my God. Maybe we get Anna J in the baddies, man. I don't know. Anna Jay looks like a baddie, right? Yeah. They're not doing anything else with her either. What about the bunny? Oh, no. Thanks to this fucking what chat. What about Penelope Ford, bro?
1: Thanks to this chat, I am well aware of the fact that the bunny is fucking injured, apparently.
0: What about Penelope Ford, man? She looks like a baddie. I
1: don't know about Penelope Loop. I don't know, man. Who not working? Pe- pe-
0: Penal lope? What? Penal lope. Okay. All right, moving on. Moving on. We don't know if I we have enough joking around here. Man, yes, Camille you know, Toe. Camille Toe is the number one bad. Uh, baddie going, uh, going to gonna join Jed Carter yes. So you
1: know when you get um nachos with the sauce cheese on top? You know what other topping normally goes on top of the sauce? Cheese Wait a minute. What, what,
0: what cheese are you talking about, man? You may, you're making homemade cheese with finely no, no, no. sharp no, cabot, no, sharp no, cheddar, no, no, or you no, got no, that Velveeta that. When shit, bro? Well, you you don't tell me you use Center. that Velveeta shit, bro.
1: No, I don't, make, I don't make nachos. When you go to like the United Center and just order fucking so nachos. I don't make a fucking dog. This guy's gonna double whammy. One more strike, you're out of here, bro. You Stay you focused. Make Stay focused. When you go to like the United Center and you order nachos or some shit like that, and they pour the cheese on the top, right?
0: What other topping goes on with it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, beef crumbles, uh, jalapenos, nah, s- nah, sour bro. cream. No, nah, no, nah, you're saying it wrong. Jalapenos. Jalapeno. I don't like. I don't like jalapenos to begin with. Jalapenos. You can call them whatever you want, bro. What about Sunny Kiss is a baddie? All right, I'm moving on. Uh, what about b, b- F- You guys are giving me all these names. B-Fab, Dakota Kai. B-Fab. <laughs> B-Fab. I'll take b over... I'll take b over fucking uh, Eva Marie. I thought you had. Mar- Eva Marie.
1: What about Diamante? No. Diamante with Kira Hogan. She don't look like a baddie, though. No, she doesn't. No.
0: You gotta have a certain look for a baddie. She does not. All right, moving on here. We got a new baddie coming, whoever it is. I don't know. Uh, Chris Statlander and Athena backstage, they hey. mocked the idea of becoming a new baddie, then Statlander said Wait, "I get un- an idea." it's unfortunate for uh, Velvets. Statlander said no one could get in their way, and Athena then closed with, oh, Jade, cut the shit. Maybe we can make Thunder Rosa a baddie. Thunder
1: Rosa we- is a baddie, bro. I will, I will give her that. Then we can get her on fucking TV. There
0: you go. You went there. Okay, there you go. You went there. All right. We'll talk about Miss Rosa in just a second. Uh, we have uh, Tony Storm, bro, coming up. Tony Not Storm and her... <laughs> Assets. Wonderful asset to the company, Tony what? Storm. Uh, hey, is getting flat, man, but... Who? Just say maybe it's the uh, shorts. this is strike three. Get him out of here. Get him out of Maybe it's the shorts, bro. It get could it, be the get shorts. Get him out of here. Let, let, me, let me call up Juice, bro, and say, uh, yo, t- yo Juice, what's... Listen, bro, uh, my <laughs> co-host over here said, uh, Storm... And her assets, bro. Your girl store. She got flat assets. It's, what, 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 what's what's going? getting flat, dude? Everybody out there knows what the hell I'm talking about.
1: Everybody out there, I know what I mean. They're like I, it could be the shorts, I, but it like it's getting a little.
0: F- I don't. I don't, I think this guy's had too much fucking weight. Who's, who's serving him whiskey over at the bar? Who? This guy. Hey, man. Ice cold water, bro. That don't look like no water in me, bro. Looks it like could vodka. Be, it,
1: it could be the fucking shorts, but it just at some angles it looks like it's.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, we got Tony Storm versus. <laughs> oh, God. Hey man, just no Jamie Hayer, bro. Just we got uh, we got uh, Tony Storm versus. Uh... I can't say. Oh. I can't say, man. I'm gonna fall asleep. The problem, um, yeah, it's it's a problem for my fucking sleep schedule. I would love to know
1: how this woman has more TV time. Than the goddamn women's champion, man.
0: Bro, we got we, we got Tony Stone versus Ronda Rousey's uh, distant cousin here, uh, Marina Drousey. <laughs> fucking shit! Why is she on TV? Yo, TK, listen, bro. W- w- no, w- w- listen, man. One of the questions I'm going to ask you at the scrum, bro, is why is Marina Shafir on television here, man? Now, why? I probably won't ask that question because I don't want to get fucking booted out of the next scrum that I apply for. Yeah. But Jesus fucking Christ, man! Rusty texted me, bro during the show he said the crowd was absolutely fucking zombified dead when she came out man why is this woman on television
1: I look man she's i posed 92, my question apparently i posed my question to you via text and i won't repeat that question here because of the people that i know watching but something is what, what, what question is that you want me to fucking pose the question i don't give a shit no man do not but no don't put don't put that out. she's there. got muscle now <laughs> don't put that, yeah you can, you, Now she has muscle She's got now muscle, she has and a nylon heater. Why? Now she has a heater So, so what? Did they give Marina a fucking stable?
0: They gave Jay Cargill a stable? They gave Britt Baker a stable? I don't know What the
1: fuck are we oh, doing she's with nine the and
0: three. She's 9-3 now, yes, after she lost tonight How many spots does she move down in the fucking rankings? A half a ranking? She's still in the top five, I'm assuming, right? They're going to bring in Jessamyn Duke and give her her two. Watch. Marina Shafir has had more TV time than fucking the AEW women's champion and Thunder Rosa. Why is this a thing? Management. Yeah, that's, why? That's ridiculous.
1: Thunder Rosa, again, comes out at the end of the fucking this match. This is with a fucking
0: problem, in. man. We, we got, we got, well, how, how, many, how many minutes did this match go? Wow, six, seven minutes? Eight minutes? And we got a commercial we, we, break. And, and we got a commercial break in the fucking match. That's how long it went. And we got how many minutes of Thunder Rose on TV tonight? One? Yes, seconds. 90 seconds? In
1: to once again save her opponent at the pay-per-view. Why of course, Sean
0: we- Ross Sapp loves Marina Shafir. He loves mediocrity. I'm not surprised oh. by it.
1: Oh, God. dude! What? Okay, so you want this match for whatever reasons. Fine, fine. Book the match. And since this is a thing that they always do, now my question is, why didn't we at least get Thunder Rosa on fucking commentary? to hear her thoughts about her fucking opponent. Put this match over. Put their match over at the pay-per-view and then give her a reason why she's
0: running in to fucking help because it makes no sense why she's running in to keep helping her fucking opponent. These are the little things that they're missing, man. Thunder Rosa should have absolutely been on fucking commentary. Yep. To I want to, I sell, wanna, to I wanna sit here
1: and... Here. I want to scout my fucking opponent for the pay-per-view. Easy. They put Adam Cole out there on commentary. They put Regal out there on commentary.
0: MJF's on commentary. Punk's on, okay. on commentary. They got uh, fucking... Uh, Uh, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs on commentary. I mean, everybody's on commentary, but Thunder Rosa. I I, I seriously, I
1: believe they just don't have the faith in her mic skills, man. They cut her short on those promos that she came out when she first won. They won't put her on commentary. She's barely on TV. They got to saddle her with Shivani every time. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. The crowd loves her. She, is, she does well behind the mic. I don't understand why they don't, they don't just let her go do what she needs to do.
0: I don't know, but uh, we have a problem that Marina Shafir is on TV. So uh, it's funny yeah. that they call her the problem. Uh, we got uh, Storm coming back with a tornado DDT after being beaten down and Sh- Shafir is rolling her over and all these boring submission moves and whatever the fuck she's doing. Storm came back with a tornado DDT at ringside. Shafir blocked a storm zero attempt. Storm landed a release German. Instead, she played to the crowd for a little bit and hit an absolutely devastating, which I would love to be on the receiving end of, hip attack on uh, Marie Shafir. And Rose tried to interfere, but Storm managed to uh, get a leverage pin, which looked great, on Marina. Just seconds later, Storm wins in about seven minutes plus. Storm was celebrating. Nyla Rose on the outside attacked Tony Storm. Shafir joined in on a post-match beatdown. Thunder Rosa ran out to make the save. Rosa and Storm cleared the ring. Tony Storm picked up the AEW title, using it as a weapon. She turned around. She handed it back to Thunder Rosa. They had some words, and that's the way the segment went off the air. Jesse Brian Rosa, Thunder's (laughs) wife, tweeted that this is going to be match of the night. Now, I I mean, I I think he has something there because uh, his wife had match of the night with Serena Deeb. There's no doubt in my mind that the match could happen on Sunday night, and we could be talking about it being match of the night with Tony Storm. Uh, like uh, like we said the last couple of weeks, this is going to be a great match, no doubt about what both women can bring to the table. But I honestly think, and I'm going to say this again, and I really do believe this: I love Tony Storm. I don't think she is the winner here. I, I can't I can't fathom AEW giving her the championship because she's the hot hand here and the hot uh, one in the division. It would ruin everything that you did. Goodwill for Thunder Rosa. It would it would tell Rosa and it would tell her camp that she's a failure a champion. And you do not want that. You do not want no. that coming out of that pay-per-view. Thunder Rosa needs to win. Tony is going to be fine if she loses.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think, and look, and I think that they have all the talent and ability in the world to put on the match of the night. I don't think that they can do that on on this card, the way that this card is built with the talent that they have coming in from overseas and everything else. But more importantly, I think they would have a better shot of putting on match of the night if they had an interesting story build. And right now they have to go out there and just have a great match, of the, you know, match at night based on solely nothing but in ring work, because once again, we're at a pay-per-view with Thunder Rosa going in as champion. With no build. This yeah. has no fucking build, man. There's there's nothing here to interest me at all in this match. I'm going to wait for the bell to ring and let these women work their asses off and ha- then have me enjoy the match because right now there's nothing to anticipate.
0: Yeah, it, re- it really does feel like uh, this match is on the show because they needed some women representation on their show and that's all that it is. Yep. So we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, should be a great match. Um, you know, Jesse is, is, is correct. Uh, I mean, not, not to take anything away from the women, but you know, this match with the talent that's on this show. And I do believe that the women know that. And uh, I I do think that they're going to go above and beyond what they're normally capable of to prove everybody wrong. And that's the type of mentality Thunder Rosa brings to the table and Tony Storm. Um, I I wouldn't doubt them, but uh, it will be difficult to really have match of the evening uh, and stand out above the rest on a show like this on Sunday night.
1: Yeah. If they, if they just would have given, if they would have given them more time for this build, and more substance and an actual interesting, you know, storyline going in. Given their abilities, these women could have definitely, you know, gone out there and given a match tonight. But I think they're up against too much, and they have no build. I just, this is not the right scenario for them tonight. For no, this night, no.
0: Darby Allen. It's then cut a backstage promo. Darby says he doesn't believe Fish is actually injured, but rather he's scared to show up. Instead, he talked about the new match that has been booked for the Forbidden Door pay per view. He said Shingo and Hiromu will be teaming with him and Sting. Sting said it'll be Showtime at Forbidden Door against the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks. Excalibur ran through uh, a, a fucking lightning round of matches, which I, I am becoming numb to at this point. I honestly think it doesn't really offer any, anything as being important. I don't even remember anything that he fucking talked about. Uh, I wish they'd tone that shit down and have him speak like a normal human being, but I'm not uh, in charge over there. So he ran down a bunch of matches. We got Rampage Friday, Andrade versus Ray Phoenix. And we got uh, Wheeler, Cash Wheeler, that is, of FTR versus Jeff Cobb. And Mercedes Martinez and Serena D will be in the tag team match against two. I don't know. So uh, I'm not sure if Ramp- Rampage is not live. I thought it was going to be live, but uh, Rusty was at the show and they taped Rampage tonight. So it will not be a live Rampage before the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Yeah. Um,
1: I think you misquoted the tweet. A thumb. I think Brian Rosa said that he said it would be a banger. Oh. not match. Not match of the night. Oh, well, he's uh, he's factually correct there. I'm sorry. Definitely, it's definitely gonna be a banger yes. now for that for sure. But yeah, they're just they're up against too much right now for match of the night. And you put that shit out there. That wasn't him.
0: Uh, so I'm so I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Rosa. I'm sorry. So fuck is wrong with you, man? Come on, man. I'm making everybody Jesus. look bad over here. At least I didn't say fucking Eve Marie belongs in AEW like this fucking clown over here. Hey, man, she could be a baddie. Right? She is a baddie, but I don't want to see her on fucking television. <laughs> I'd like to see her in the fucking aisle way when I check out at the supermarket on a fucking magazine, but that's all I'll say. All right, all right, all right. Or on so a beach somewhere, fucking laid out, fucking taking some vitamin D in. I don't want to see her on a fucking pro right. wrestling show. All right, but all right. You got to pick a new baddie out of these two.
1: Eva Marie, Maki Ito.
0: I'm going Maki Ito, bro. <laughs> oh God, you I'm, really I'm hate. Going, I'm going Maki <laughs> Ito. You really hate ah! Eva Marie. <laughs> oh, whatever the fuck Maki Ito does, you know. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man! Hand me the fucking bleach, man. On the rocks, make it a triple, please. <laughs> you really? How hate about me? we get Maki Ito and Eva Marie in a fucking match together? <laughs> Jeez, man, come on, that's that's just wrong. I think I'll retire from the IWC if I see that. Jeez, dude. Anyway, um, we got the main event. We got John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. Man, I tell you what, man. Shout out to Chris Jericho, man. He may be calling himself the. I don't know if you guys seen his Instagram story, man. He was drinking a drink that was made for a wizard. It was all smoky. Oh, Christ, it was all smoky dude. and fiery, right? Bro, he, he comes out, man. He he looks like a wizard. He's starting to look like a wizard more and more every week, bro. <laughs> what the fuck does a wizard look like? I don't know. I uh, think it's the hair, man. I think it's the hair. What is he on Destiny, dude? What does what, what a wizard look like? I think, I think like so. It. I think so. Instead of me speaking to Zavala on, on Destiny, I, I think <laughs> yeah. we should be talking to, to Jericho. to Jericho? I guess man. so, man. Yeah. I, I think the next fucking Lord of the Rings movie that ever remake man. I think Gandalf the Grey needs to be Chris Jericho. There's- he
1: gets so good at what he does, man.
0: Yeah, Becky. Becky's already got her role, man. She'll oh, be in the fucking don't. cave somewhere, right? Please don't bring up Becky Lynch. Don't. John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. This was fun, but uh, it, it did uh, it did not. I, I would say resonate with me. It was a little all over the place. I, I honestly think some of the work was sloppy. I know Jesse. You you uh, you chimed in to me via text and said you thought Hiroshi Tanahashi was moving a little slow in there. He is forty five. He is somebody that's wrestled. He's- all of his career the japanese strong style he looked fine to me he he looks like somebody his age wrest- wrestling at 45 years old
1: i mean i i look i i guess if you put it into that kind of perspective sure but um i don't know but the spotlight he's been given with this match right now
0: yeah this just, was not it, this was not a good sell for me for sunday's main event
1: yeah that's that's what i mean I mean, it just wasn't there. I mean, and I mean the story itself, the build itself, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, those guys are still standing in that fucking ring staring at each other. That's not exciting to sell a pay-per-view. Yeah, but like, like but, Jonathan Rendon in the chat said it did feel WWE-ish. Yes, it did. It, it did. It felt it felt like Roman and Brock playing tug of war over the title. Yeah. You know, but at the same but at the same time, watching him move in the ring is I mean, I don't sit around and watch New Japan at all. But the last time I saw Tedahashi. He did not look that. He, no. he looked. He
0: moved. It was very rough for him to move, man. No, it was a couple of years ago. I actually, uh, I actually stood up for a Wrestle Kingdom show. I, be, I believe it was like two years ago, and, and I don't know who he wrestled, but um, he looked. He looked really good. He looked. He looked in great shape. He to me, he he looks. He looks like he's about ready to retire. That's what he looked yeah. like to me. It, it looked like somebody who's on the the last leg of his career, about ready to retire, and this is going to be his last match. And maybe, maybe we're looking too much into it. Maybe he didn't want to overexert himself here and he wants to save himself and he's going to get no, a bro. star-studded match on Sunday not against John Moxley. No, bro, no. He,
1: he, was, he was moving. He was moving. He had, okay, this is the only name I got to compare it to, but he, he, he reminded me, it was not as bad as, but he, he, had, he had memories of me watching Kurt Angle try to run around with the shield. I mean he just he just lugged at places, he was slow to get to spots here and there. I'm not saying he was as bad, but from the Hiroshi Tanahashi, I remember this was a fall off.
0: Yeah. So, I don't uh, know, man. I I didn't I didn't enjoy this this tag team match for what it was. I mean, uh the, the the brawl at the end where everybody came out and it was a fucking full-fledged circus. It was definitely something that Vince McMahon would book on Monday night right before the fucking Royal Rumble. I I can't stand yeah. that shit. And I don't mean I don't mean it to 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 really fucking throw eggs at Tony Khan and and, and say the show was shit, because it was a great show tonight. But shit like that, that over the over the top Carney shit where you got fucking 12, 13 guys out there brawling around ringside. And you got Wheeler Yuta out there, you got Eddie Kingston out there, all brawl, Jericho's out there, Hager's out there. They're all selling the pay-per-view. I get you gotta sell the pay-per-view. And then while all this is happening, Jesse you got Monksley and Tanahashi in the ring, fucking mouthing off to each other. While all this other shit's going on, crowd's just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" It looked like a a, a very mid WWE like production on AEW Dynamite. And I, I don't, I, I never like that, and I don't like it, and I will never like it.
1: Yeah, I could I could see that. It it did come off a little hokey, and it really did. You know they they popped us, you know, quite a few times throughout the night. You know, none bigger than Okada coming out. Um, I would have ended the fucking show with that. but yeah. that's just me. That's just me. I mean, you should be in there with the world title story. Uh, I, I I guess. But for me, I would rather have seen Kazuchika Okada standing in that ring to end the show rather than Hiroshi Tanahashi, especially seeing the way that he moved around the ring tonight.
0: Yeah, I know they're not they're not gonna put the IWGP on last uh, the title the IWGP title over the AW title because. That's just uh, would that that would tell people that one title is more important over the other. and You don't want to have you you know the New Japan title be more important than the AEW title. So I, I get that, but um, yeah. but yeah, it should have went off the show a little bit more uh, epic for uh, a world championship match. I thought it would, like like you said it was a little carny, but um, uh, you know this match was not bad. It was uh, there was a lot of miscues, a lot of miscommunication. It looked slow and and really and really just you know I would say. What's a good word for very, very methodical or? or uh, it seemed. It seemed very. I was watching fucking the, two, four guys uh, fucking just sink into but, quicksand. Well, it, it it seemed a little over overly choreographed.
1: If that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, like everyone's trying to remember their exact spots and everything else. Wheeler Yuta's out there trying to be in position for Minoru Suzuki, and Yuta is. You know, fifteen times, you know, faster than Suzuki, everything else. So I'm looking at yeah, you he was slow down. I forgot
0: about fucking Minoru Suzuki, fucking murder grandpa yeah. out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just you. You got me out there watching um, Wheeler Yuta go toe to toe with Brian fucking Danielson and John Moxley, and taking a fucking bloody beating and still whooping ass. Yeah, and now he's out there just getting pushed around by with Noro Suzuki. It just just felt a little weird, man. Yeah. I hate to complain about it because, I mean, this is what we wanted as far as the overall Forbidden Door whole ordeal. But if I'm going to break down this segment, this was was a little clunky.
0: Yeah. So we got Moxley uh, in there with Jericho. Uh, Lion Salt, he got the knees up, did Moxley. Uh, He reached Tanahashi for a tag. Tanahashi took down both uh, Jericho and Lance Archer. He started playing some air guitar tanahashi kept up uh, attacking both of them uh he even did a flipping senton off the second rope for a two count jericho briefly got control here he went for the walls of jericho tanahashi fought out jericho was able to hit a code breaker moxley broke up the pin on the code breaker and then took out archer with a tope suicida and then tanahashi he avoided a judas effect hit a code breaker of his own before hitting a standing high fly flow which is his finishing move looks sloppy Uh, Jericho rolled through and locked on the walls, forcing Tanahashi to escape. So we got at the end of this thing, obviously the parade of big moves all around the ring with all four guys. He uh, did uh, a sling blade, did Tanahashi look very sloppy as well. Moxley and Archer tagged in. They traded some big strikes until Moxley fought out of a blackout attempt by Archer, hit a paradigm shift on Lance Archer. Tanahashi tagged in and hit a beautiful high high fly flow for the win. uh, And that looked great on Lance Archer, and Lance Archer was the uh, recipient of the pinfall here. After the match, Eddie Kingston and Wheeler Yuta and everybody came down, Jericho Appreciation Society, Blackpool uh, Combat Club was out there all beating each other down. Meanwhile, you got Moxley and Tanahashi in the ring. While all this was going on, they stared at each other for about five minutes, talking shit to each other for five minutes. They left themselves maybe a little bit too much time, and that's the way the show went off the air. So it was it was a fine go home show. Um I just uh, I just don't like carny hokey shit that uh typically we see on Monday night raw uh, on AEW Dynamite cuz they're better than that. And that's the way we got uh the go home show to go off the air. That's it.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: look, it is what it is. Look,
1: man. It is. I mean the overall show
0: this will be this will a, a be forgotten popcorn. about next Wednesday.
1: Well, for me, it's going to stick because this was the debut of O'Connor in America. or oh, not in America. On, on AEW television. Yeah. So, I mean, for that alone, it'll be monumental. Um, I think everything else did kind of fall by the wayside. You know.
0: Well, anyway, guys, uh, we are uh, very glad that you have joined us here on off the scripts. We had uh, 2,400 plus number one in the community as well. I was keeping tabs on everybody else live. Thank you for making us the number one live stream in the IWC, man. We appreciate it as always. Go check out all the other content on the channel guys. There is an extra. I I even pinned it in the chat. Uh, Triple H returning potentially back to NXT held a roster meeting today via John Pollock and post wrestling and his report claiming that Triple H said he's back. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but Triple H, apparently, Jesse, I got good word uh, from a credible source to me, saying that Triple H buried creatively NXT 2.0. Bro, this is the beginning, man. I hope so.
1: I I, I heard your thoughts on it and opinions about it, and, and you heard mine when it first started. Mine stands. I think this is our way in. I don't think anything is an overnight change. And, I, 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 like I told you, I said Triple H was going to end up back in
0: NXT. I didn't expect it to be this fucking soon. I'm actually actually surprised we're even fucking talking about it, period. But like I said on today's show, man, I think Bruce Prichard is wearing too many fucking hats in the company. And he was running that show creatively. And I honestly think that now with him being head of talent relations, I honestly think that they're moving him out of that NXT role. They didn't really give a shit about NXT, they never did, never would give a shit about NXT, and they figured, eh, let's give it back to Paul. Let's see what he does with it. And you know what? If, if Paul is running it, it's going to go back to what it was, and it's going to be a must-watch show every week, and I'll be back covering it every Tuesday because that's when people actually gave a shit. I don't know. Did you hear about um, Dewey Foley? Yes, he left the company. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. I don't know. His father's a dumbass, so uh, he figured, you know what? This company's in fucking shambles. Let me, uh, let me go and leave. Hey, hey, hey. M- mix a legend, man. Yeah, mix, it, mix, mix a legend. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's also best. got me blocked. Fuck yeah, me. we'll see. Smart man. Yeah,
2: there
0: you go. Anyway, guys, uh, we're going to go over the super chats in just a second. Again, follow us on social media at JD from NY206. If you guys want to follow Jesse, at Chi Town Smart. We got a meet and greet, man. Sunday. We will be at the Ogden. It will be at 2.30. Actually, the Ogden opens at 3. I, I might have to push it until 3.30. So 3.30 to about 6. Chicago time. And we will uh, have some whiskey. We'll uh, take some pictures. We'll do our thing. I might and have a surprise. And we might have a surprise. I don't know. I might have a surprise for you. You might. We might have a surprise. Apparently, Jesse's got a surprise in the works Yeah. Uh if it's Julia Hart missing him in the face live in front of everybody I'd be very pleasantly surprised oh jeez uh, but
1: hey, yes maybe, maybe we should edit what you told your fans about walking to the Ogden or walking to the to the United Center from the Ogden
0: yeah you guys do not want to walk from the Ogden leaving to go to Forbidden Door I, I would urge everybody to take an Uber look man so look if you're from Chicago
1: then stop listening to me. Disregard. If you are if you are battle hardened, and and you know it, and you know what it's like to be in a rough neighborhood, then don't listen to me. Forget what I'm talking about. If you are a fucking tourist coming in town to check out Forbidden Door in Chicago, enjoy the show. Drive to the venue, go into the venue, get out of the venue, get back into your car, and leave that neighborhood. Do not fucking walk five blocks anywhere around the goddamn United Center on Madison Avenue in Chicago. Bro, I have an Airbnb eight blocks from the United Center. Good. Good. Just get in the fucking Uber and be good. Okay. Listen to the Bro, man. look. He's from the all, area. All those stories you hear about Chicago and this and that being rough and you never heard me say, like, oh, don't go to this neighborhood as bad. Listen to me don't go hang out around the fucking united center patrick
0: patrick palmer in the chat says i'm walking to and from the united center hey you from here man enjoy
1: <laughs> you from here i'm enjoy dude if you're from here i'm not telling you nothing you don't already know nothing you don't already know and if if you already are used to dealing with rough neighborhoods wherever you are from okay But i'm letting you know this is gonna be another one but if you are from the burbs and whatever town that you're from and you expect to go walking down the fucking street from the united center to this bar do not fucking do it bro
0: do not do it and jesse's found his new niche on youtube man travel tips which is yeah, smart <laughs> yeah uh yes guys the ogden at 3 30 they open at 3 p.m so we'll be there at 3 30 and uh we'll hang out for a couple hours i'll have a couple shots of whiskey on the rocks and uh I'll go sit next to Denise and fucking, uh, hey, yo, Denise, how you doing, bro? How you doing? up here man, I love your cosplay, Brandon Cutler, man. How you doing? <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll just have a good time, so make sure you guys come and hang out, man. The Ogden Sunday at 3.30, uh, right before Forbidden Door. Uh, let's get into the Super Chats. Let's start at the top. We got uh, Joseph Taylor with uh, a two and a two. So two $2 Super Chats. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kyle O'Reilly at Forbidden Door will be fun. Who says that's the match? Stop fantasy booking Joseph Taylor. That's not a match. I hope the IWC cried when Christian buried them. I hope so, too. He's a WWE guy, ex WWE guy. They're probably, uh, they probably turned their back on Christian Cage like they usually do.
3: Yeah, yeah, really.
0: Gary the new man with a $20 super chat. Thank you, Gary. Funny seeing these guys online claiming Okada isn't a draw. Losers don't know jack about wrestling. Fuck them. Fuck yeah. them. I don't give a shit what uh, Alfred Konuha says. <laughs> Hope WW sends you some fine deli meats, you fucking loser. Tony Brown, with a $4.99 Super Chat. Yeah, that meat, JD. Ton of meat on tonight's show, man. You got Thunder Rose, you got Tony Storm, you got Kier Hogan, you got Jake Cargill, you got Chris Statland, you got Athena, man. Holy shit, take your pick, bro. Yes. Michelle Moran, with a $2 Super Chat. Digging the coal and page feud. Get well soon, Brian. Adam Cole, baby. Body shaming, man. Eddie Kingston said it best fucking losers online this guy gets to play video games for a living he's happy doing what he's doing and he gets to go home and lay in bed with DMD <laughs> poor guy yeah oh my god poor Adam Cole Quintus Brown what a $5 super jack. great show tonight pay-per-view card is solid this pay-per-view is for the hardcore fans it's going to be a great show I absolutely agree Quintus Brown will be back to usual business right after the show is over and we'll be going towards all out. Also, um, I wanted to go over a couple of Super Chats I missed on Monday. Justin G, uh, Judgment Day on main event instead of Raw, $2 Super Chat. Bill Voss with a Australian mate, $5 Super Chat. Bruce being head of talent relations, LOL. Yes, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Bruce should be on the unemployment line as soon as Stephanie McMahon dicks her claws into the company. Um, DJ with a one ninety nine super chat, Cesaro in the BCC will be fire. It will be, and he's gonna look damn good doing it too. Yeah, Ricardo Nunes with a twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, Ricardo. What a great weekend of wrestling at Calvary. The matches got me hyped. I wish I could be in Chicago. Salutes to you, and uh, Jesse. I'll have a shot of Texas whiskey. Ricardo, thank you so much, brother. Uh, I wish you were in Chicago, too, man. I'd love to meet all you guys. The Craig with a $10 super chat. J.D. and Jesse, who do you think it is at Forbidden Doors? Cesaro or Johnny Gargano? We talked about that right at the top, brother. Cesaro is the guy that will wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. and join the Blackpool Combat Club. Kratos with a $20 super chat. This is to the true baddies of the IWC, the OTS family. I should have my... Don of the IWC shirt by next Monday. I'll have the most expensive top-shelf drink in the venue as well. Last thing, Rainmaker has arrived. Indeed. Indeed. Kratos, thank you so much, man. And thank you for ordering that shirt, man. Enjoy it. And if you guys want your shirts, go get them. Bonfire.com. Link is down below in the description. Don't check it out. Uh, DX for Life with an Australian might. $5 super chat. Christian as a heel is going to be so good. I was cracking up seeing... A kid chant, shut the fuck up. That's when you know he's got real amazing heat. That was was great. If that was my son, man, I'd be fucking proud he was on TV. A lot of people are like, oh, shame on the director for shooting that. (laughs) Come on, man. Does everybody have to be pussified? Give me a break. Does anybody like having fun anymore? No, no, no. Everybody wants to be fucking uh, PG. Come on, man. Wrestling is best when it's not PG. AEW Mark 2018 with two dollar super chat. Can you ask Tony for New Japan talent year long Osprey? Listen, man, Will Osprey, I-, I take him any day of the week, man. Any day of the week, I'd love to have him full time on AEW television. Drew Gilmore with a five dollar super chat. That is how you book a show before a pay per view. Can't wait till Sunday. Looking forward to Osprey versus Orange Cassidy the most. Congrats on cameo, JD. Yes, guys, I am on cameo now. I tweeted out earlier today, man. Uh, I got accepted into their uh, their partner program. Cameo is now partnered with Off The Scripts. Or I am partnered with Cameo, and Off The Script is partnered with Cameo. Um, my profile is up there right now, man. You guys want to book me for anything. Cameo.com slash JD from NY. You guys want me to roast somebody and fucking blast them because you hate them? You want to take the AEW, WWE uh, feud to a next level, man? Listen. I'll do it for you on Cameo. You want a birthday wish? Great. I'll do it on Cameo. You want me to tell you Jesse's tacos suck? I'll do it on Cameo, man. Seriously. You let me know what you need and I got you. So I'm happy to be part of Cameo, man. So uh, their team was great. And uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully personalizing your guys' messages. Should be fun. So if I go to Cameo. Yeah. I can request
1: that you make a video declaring about how much you
0: love feet absolutely I have to awesome. I, I, I have to acknowledge and do as you say because you paid me to do cameo
1: awesome okay
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's already got fucking plans man look at this fucking cloud interesting oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, yes, guys. So go check that out. Uh, any support would be appreciated, and uh, everything goes to uh, building a bigger and better channel, man. So thank you. Um, thank you, Drew. Uh, Tony Brown with a four ninety nine Super Chat, Jesse. I sub to your channel when you are on. Ah, thank you, Mister Tony Brown. Man, you are a bigger part of my channel than
1: you even know. Then there you go, S- sir. We stream on Mondays and Tuesdays. Live Watch Along, 6 p.m. Central Time, Mondays and Tuesdays. And brand new to the channel, guys, starting this Friday, I'm adding Rampage to the Watch Along family, man. There you go. Join me on Friday, 9 p.m. Central, for the live Watch Along on
0: Rampage, and then come here for the review of Rampage. There you go. Tenario with a ten dollar super chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? What's going on? It's been a while. I just got back from Hawaii. Ah, lucky hey. you, man. I'd love to visit Hawaii. I've never been.
3: Me either, man.
0: I was watching a Guy Fieri show, man. Guy Eats or something like that. He took his family to Hawaii and they do all these things, activities, and uh, go out to all these different places. Man, it looks fucking great. Did he go to the did he go to the luau in that one But they did the, the pig roast? Uh no, I didn't I, I, the one I watched, there was no pig roast.
1: Oh okay, it's a different one
0: uh bill raymond with a 199 super chat jesse you looking lean right now killing it ah thank you there you go thank you bill uh golden boy with five dollar super chat hope danielson's replacement is johnny gargano or claudio oh and a big shout out to you for getting the cameo jd much respect to you and jesse thank you golden boy i appreciate you, brother thank you so much carp with a 4.99 super chat do you think Wyndham will debut a forbidden door no no, I do not think so. I don't think Wyndham is going to debut in AEW. Period. It would uh, kind of go with his supernatural gimmick. No, it wouldn't. I don't even know if Wyndham would come back as the Fiend, bro. Why would he? Why was? Why would everybody assume he's going to come back as something supernatural? I can't. The Fiend is dead. He got burned alive. That that gimmick, that gimmick is
1: completely dead, guys. Wherever he goes, whatever he does, if he goes back to WWE, that gimmick is dead. Yeah. But don't worry about that because when the Rotunda is a fucking wrestling genius, he'll come up with another gimmick.
0: Yes. So. Um. Neb. With a $2 super jab. Jesse, apply to be a baddie since you're cute AF. Who, who, who sent that one? Neb. Neb's got a crush on you, bro. I yeah, don't know I what to tell that.
1: you. I'm seeing it. I'm, 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 I'm thinking Neb must be. Must be I'm not going to speculate with
0: Ned. Thank you so much, Ned. Thank I you, Neb. Listen, bro, keep, keep, keep the comments to yourself next time, bro. I, I may have to get you out of here. Otis is going to have to kick you out of here. Okay. <laughs> uh, John Thompson with a $20 Super Chat. Hey, J.D. and Jesse. John from Philly here. John, thank you for uh, the 20 bro. bro. Uh, my birthday's tomorrow. Can I get a birthday shout-out? Love you guys. You make my Wednesday night way better. Wish I could be with y'all in Chi-Town. OTS fam for life. Uh, John Thompson. My brother from Philly, man. Happy fucking birthday to you. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a cold beverage or four lined up. Whatever you're doing, I hope you kill it. And everybody in the OTS venue right now, man, I want to see some birthday cake emojis and some whiskey glass emojis for John Thompson right now for his birthday. There you go. Justin Taylor with a $2 super chat. Antonio Cesaro, Zach Saber Jr., five stars. It could be. Both men are easily capable of that. How many five-star matches are we going to get this Sunday? I don't know, man. We uh, we maybe, Meltzer's uh, star rating may be fucking uh, working overtime, bro. Man, I'm wondering, though. That. That, that should be a poll.
1: We should put that up. How many five-star matches are we going to get out of this forbidden door?
0: Could be uh, three or four if things uh, line up, right? Bushy Clementine with a $5 super chat. Is Cargill's call for baddies, the way to get Mercedes. Seeing her go heel would be a neat way to stick it to WWE. No.
1: Mercedes Martinez. Oh, Mercedes.
0: Mercedes okay. uh, Vernado. No.
1: Okay.
0: No. Now she's coming in, and she's going to be. Who knows? She may. She may retain the Sasha Banks name for all we know. We don't fucking know.
1: That may be so, something
0: that the legal law team and the lawyers are working on.
1: So if we get if we get Mercedes Vernado in AEW, yeah. Does Mercedes Martinez
0: have to change her name to like? Mercedes A.S.H. or some shit? No. Now, Tony Khan is not a uh, 76-year-old senile, demented old fuck. No, so it's not gonna be Mercedes. Tony Khan exists in a world where it's okay that two people have the same names. What? Yes. Jordan Devlin, by the way, his new name in NXT is J.D. Ah. You yes. think that's for you, baby? Oh, they're gonna bury that guy. Well, oh, that guy is of fucking course done. They're. It's either that or they're sticking it to me. Ha ha ha! Oh my God, they're gonna murder that guy. Forget about it, man. Every time they look at Jordan Devlin, man, they're gonna they're gonna fucking look at me and think of me, and they're gonna bury him and get through me. Oh, spiritually through JD, uh, fucking Jordan Devlin. Yeah, they're gonna beat the shit out of that guy. We we murdered JD. Oh yeah. Oh,
2: you're
0: fucked, man. Lena Scorpio 20 with a $2 super chat. Awesome show, JDMI Monday super chat. Where is that? I don't even see it, Lena. I, I, I'm i looking at it right now. Where is it? Oh, there it is. There it is. I see it. There you go, Lena. Your, your Monday Night Raw super chat was. Raw sucked. No wonder Sasha walked out. Awesome show. Yes. That women's creative on Monday Night Raw was awful. Now you see why uh, Sasha walked out. Deshaun Peace with the 499 Super Chat. Good show tonight. Also, JD, when an AEW comes to Philly hopefully soon, I need that meet and greet ASAP. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, Philly uh, doesn't look like it's in the cards for pay-per-view for a while. But Toronto or somewhere in Canada may be, and I'll be up there if that's the case. I've never been to to Canada. Maybe Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. How's it in Chicago? Hey, man, fucking hot right about now. Huh? Jesus, it was like 68 fucking degrees of rain here on uh, uh, <laughs> in uh, New York. Yeah, no, i um, in where? Queens. Oh, oh, you're on what? Queens. Oh, you're on Queens. I can't oh, okay. be on Queens. I'm in Queens. Oh, you're in Queens. Oh, I thought you were on Queens. Nah. Okay. All right. Now, I, I no, no, only 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 dickbag asshole heels live on the island, bro. I'm oh, not wondering, I, I'm not wondering. Yes. I I agree with that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. Only MJF. Dude, Cesaro is fucking trending. That guy. Of course he is. The the people want Cesaro, though. Of course he is. Of course he's trending. Good for him. Michael Smith with 5 Super Chat. Hello, JD. I was wanting to see if you were still having a meet and greet in Chicago. Michael Smith. Yes, the Ogden at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, bro. Central Time. I will be there. been a fan of yours since 2017. I'll be there, man. Show doesn't start till eight Eastern. We'll go to probably three thirty till uh, maybe six thirty or so, or six, six o'clock. Yeah, some
1: of us still have to get home to watch the paper. Well, Jesse can bounce and uh, leave whenever he wants. I don't have a fucking ticket. I don't know. Maybe I'll pick up a ticket the day of and just go sit in the fucking boonies
0: or some shit. No, we'll let's, let's see what happens. If there's any uh, ev- avail, I think the, I think those uh, I think those seats are still available.
1: Yeah, they got the the. The shit seats I available. Mean, I'm not paying fucking two hundred fucking
0: dollars for uh, a section one hundred nah. ticket. That's nah. stupid. no nah, that's a waste of money. Francis Loop with a ten, of five, and a ten. Thank you, brother, for the twenty five and super chat. What about Sasha Banks versus Jamie Hader? What about Sasha Banks versus Tay Conti? What about Sasha Banks versus Anna Jay? What about Sasha Banks versus Sky Blue? What about Sasha Banks versus Red Velvet? What about Sasha Banks versus all the weekly local talent that compete on Dark and Elevation? Sasha may want to help mold the young future talent in AEW. Maybe Sasha Banks wants to go to Ring of Honor instead of AEW and build Ring of Honor's women's division from the ground up and be a pillar over there and visit the Women's Training Center at the Nightmare Factory, Booker.
1: I'm thinking about stuff like that. I'm thinking about Sasha working and helping to get Jade Cargill on a higher level.
0: Can we all all agree that Booker T may have the worst take in all pro wrestling at this moment? Here's what I want to know. Who still listens to Booker
1: fucking T? I don't know.
0: I don't know who listens to that fucking podcast. They say the same thing about me, I'm sure. Everybody who, who listens to us, a lot of people listen to us. That's why we're number one every week. Every time I hear a news story about some stupid Booker T said, which seems
1: to be about once a week, at, at least about once a week, he says some shit that makes us talk about him. So I think he's smarter than what you guys are giving him credit for. We're talking
0: about him, because he says something stupid. Well, you should have heard the comments made by Eric Bischoff today. He says that it's a great thing that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are wrestling at SummerSlam. The yeah! Fuck? Where the fuck were you? Where were you dude, since last SummerSlam? Dude, I don't... I mean, I'm seeing through this
1: shit. I... I there's no way on the planet that we know better than these people do who worked in this industry for decades. I think they're saying what they need to say to get the attention that they need to to help pump the business that they're
0: now in. Bro, now Eric, Eric, in Bischoff, Eric Bischoff says it's the ace up their sleeve. What ace up their sleeve? They have no other aces. The fuck yeah, are you Bischoff. talking about?
1: They have no sleeves at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got no <laughs> sleeves. What the I fuck are you it. talking about? Mike and Y with a $5 super chat. I think Okada pins Cole. Jay White blames Cole and they feud. I don't Listen, know how Jay much... White's Jay White's walking out, still the champion, man. I don't give a- Okada's not being pinned. Yeah, I don't know how much of this uh New Japan
1: love we're gonna be getting I don't think they're gonna be sticking around no. to carry out these stories, guys, so.
0: Mike Lee with a $20 super chat! Thank you, Mike Lee. Damn, I think I hate and envy A W Chicago fans. And you, Jesse, you guys get Forbidden Door and All Out in Chicago. Wow. Crying emoji three times.
1: Yeah. With no press pass, though. I mean, so come on. You got to feel my pain.
0: I don't know. Maybe I should ask Tony Khan on the uh, post show. Uh, not the post show. The uh, media scrum on Friday. Yo, where, uh, where's Chi-Town Smarks' press pass? Yeah, ask him after the show. Uh, Dennis H. with a Canadian $10 Super Chat. He leaves me a emoji con. I don't know what the emoji con oh, is doing, but he's let's... flying. Thank you, Dennis H. There you go. Quintus Brown with a $5 Super Chat. Do you think that they should close the pay-per-view with the four-way and have Kenny Omega pop up at the end to confront any one of them? He t- He ties with everyone. No, Moxley and uh, Tanahashi are closing the show.
1: Hey, you froze for a second and came back, though.
0: Okay. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, uh, OBS. Uh, apparently disconnect it disconnected. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I got to update my OBS. I don't know. Uh, Golden Boy what a $5 super chat. On this date in history, the promo that created Austin 316 catchphrase was done 623.96. A moment that changed wrestling forever, bro. Joseph Taylor. With a two dollars super chat, JD do you like the band Saliva? No. Tony Brown with a four ninety nine super chat, you missed my two month VIP chat. What? Tony Brown, how, how could I? I how, how, how could I? How could I miss that man? How could I miss that man? I gotta go back. I, I don't see this. I don't see it. Well, YouTube, what are you doing, YouTube? Fucking YouTube, man! How could you make me miss Tony Brown? Everybody's getting that glitch now. I don't know, it's YouTube, guys. I can't even pull up my fucking thing anymore. I can't even pull up the memberships. Yeah, it's been acting funny for me at times.
1: Not like lately, but YouTube has these fucking moments, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is all YouTube, guys. Whatever you whatever you see right now, it's all it's all YouTube. Um, Tony Brown, I don't see your message here, brother. I uh, I apologize on YouTube's behalf. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, Tony Brown
1: the members of my taco crew on my channel all get access to booty meat emotes. I almost call them the goddamn Tony Brown emotes, man. Might as well. That's why I said, you are you are ingrained in my channel, man. Everybody's loving the booty meat emotes, man. They spam the booty meats whenever we get a booty meat match. Speaking of booty meat, we got a new ref in AEW,
0: a female ref. Oh, yeah? I missed that. She's packing the booty meat, bro. Yeah, shit I got to say. Uh, John yes. Thompson, John Thompson rejoined for four months, and Michael Smith becomes a new member tonight. Thank you guys very, very much, man. Thank you for becoming VIPs. Um, one more we got here. Actually, we got two more. We got uh, Larry Lockett with a $4.99. Yo, Jesse, I have tickets for you. I was going to go with my dad, but some things happened. Their ticket on Ticketmaster is for $50. Enjoy, bro. Love you. See you at all out. No shit. Larry Lockett, email Jesse. Hit me up, man. Um, If you can find them on Twitter, DM DM, him, bro. DMs are open, man. Uh, Stu Sexton with a 29-month membership. Thank you so much, Stu Sexton. Jesus Christ, man, that's a long fucking time, brother. I appreciate you. Amazing show, guys. Can't wait for Sunday night. The show is going to be amazing, and so will the review after the show. You better fucking believe it, man. I don't know where I'm going to be doing it, but uh, I will be here. Um uh James with a 12-month membership. Here's my shout out to the OTS fam. Thank you so much, brother. JD and Jesse, keep on bringing it every week. Thank you, man. 12 months, one full calendar year. Appreciate you, bro. Um, I was gonna say something. Well, I wasn't gonna say, I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. Um, cameo, I got the, I got Cameo done. Uh we got the Ogden on Sunday. Join me for the meet and greet. Jesse's gonna be there. Um, I'll be at the post show Scrum. I'll be uh, live streaming that. Uh, I'll give you guys access to some questions via the Super Chat if you guys want to chime in on that. Everybody that Super so- Chats on uh, Sunday night during the post-show scrum while I'm live, uh, I'm going to choose some of your questions to be uh, asked, hopefully, during the scrum. So make sure you guys do that. House of Glory on Saturday. I will be there with uh, Monster, And uh, we'll be doing our thing Saturday. I'm flying out Sunday. I'm going to get there Sunday morning. And uh, I don't know what else I was going to say. I think that was it no way what i might be going man let me
1: see
0: there you go there you go man uh listen guys i appreciate you hanging out go check out the extra as well yes go check out the extra uh triple h and him being back in nxt we're back or he's back so uh, go check that out and hit that thumbs up we need uh 35 more likes for a thousand what's going on 35 more likes and you guys give me 35 more likes before i get the fuck out of here man Holy shit. Join me on Friday for the Watch Along of Rampage. There you go. Um, Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the memberships. Oh, yes. This is what I wanted to know. Um, I got a near-completed beer garden. Jesse saw the beer garden, right? Jesse, why don't you tell everybody what the beer garden and how great it looked? It looked fucking cool here. I'm going to watch it
1: again and describe it as I fucking watch. Let's see. It looks fucking cool, man. You got the Mustang outside. All right, here, let me see. Put it up. I'm gonna watch this shit live because it was pretty fucking awesome. There we go. Play. There's a Mustang there. There's, There's a, a Mustang. a Mustang outside. It's like a. It's like a pub. It's like an Irish. Like an Irish pub. It says off the script over the bar and almost like in um an old English like scripture. it Looks like almost. Get the Mustang in the parking spot. We got the OTS sign on the wall. Get the beer garden behind it. It's gonna be nice. You got Thunder Rose's taco truck there.
0: I don't see the taco train. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, what the fuck, man? Yeah, man. Listen, I need those guitar emojis in the chat, and I need that music on max. I'll see you guys maybe tomorrow with some extra and definitely live Friday right after SmackDown right here. Where's my truck? On OTS. I'll see you guys on Friday live on the podcast. I'll see you guys later.